look at that. I almost was late. I was almost Chad Elkins there for a second. I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm here. As a matter of fact, I was Chad Elkins. I came right in at, at the last second. But uh, it's because Cappy's been busy. I'm never not busy. Even when I finish the book, I'm like, oh, I can relax now. No, because there's a ton of emails, ton of things backed up. And yesterday, if you tuned in to me and Chad uh, chit-chatting on my regular channel, this is a different channel. This is the Older Brother channel, which you also have to subscribe to if you want the notifications. And you also have to resubscribe to my YouTube channel, double-check and make sure that you're subscribed there because some people are saying they're not getting the notifications. Oh, I didn't know what to get notified. <clears throat> there's two of them, and usually because of technical snafus, um, Google does not send out the... Uh, the notifications, or maybe who knows? I don't know. Am I getting blacklisted? I don't know. I've always speculated. Oh, am I getting shadow banned, or is uh, I, and and you know what? So what? What if I am? I've never seen the logic in getting worked up about that. Oh my god, they could take this down. Yeah, yeah, they could. Until until we stop brainwashing little children. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna. We're gonna go. Oh, we're not gonna. This is the symptoms. You're you're. You're complaining about a symptom. You're not complaining about the problem. And if we trace the symptoms back to their cause, it all goes back to you guys putting pussy on the pedestal and just whatever you want, sweetheart. And then girls naturally defaulting to, you know, like when you were young, when you're stupid. Yeah, let's help people. That's not even stupid. It's just good. You want to help people by giving other people more money. That's where the stopping, that's where it ends. And when you guys try to say, well, you don't try and introduce the concept of budgeting and finances. And, well, you see, dear, we can't really do that because you're like, yes, dear, whatever. I'll carry your mattress for you. And you do not stand up to your wife or your children and say, no, I'm not paying for a liberal arts degree. You don't come when the kids come home and say, hey, what's this BS you learn about how America sucks and everybody's racist or sexist? And then you send them off to St. Kate's or some not, you know, private school. Our public school really doesn't matter. And they get brainwashed. And then what was, what was the symptom I was talking about? What was the symptom? I forgot what the symptom was. And then uh, that causes all the other. And until you're, whatever the symptom was that was caused, I'm, I'm, I brought it close enough. I think you guys can make the connection. Until you solve that problem, until you start holding gals up the stairs like, nah, being truthful with, which isn't going to happen <clears throat> because we're a very, very, very small percent of the population. Most guys are simps. Most guys are beggars. And I hate to use such MGTOW language, but it's true. I look at them and I looked at the numbers. I'm like, well, none of this is going to change. And women are going to continue to vote for the left and leftist policies even dictatorial anti-free speech. Oh, that's what I was talking about. How <clears throat> so when companies start going woke because it's profitable, because everyone falsely claims, yeah, I'm for socialism. My people suck. Oh, yeah. Don't burn down my house. Then that's going to infiltrate into uh, the employed ranks and the Karens of the HRs and Silicon Valley. And then, then the corporate culture will be woke culture. And then surprise, surprise, you might have gotten unsubscribed to me because Aaron Clary said some things that most people don't agree with. Oh, can't have that now, can we? 
<clears throat> and that's not going to happen because the power of the pussy is too strong. You boys are too weak. You will all bow down at the power of the pussy. But I'm in love. Well. That's what Cappy eat. I'm done. Throwing my toys in, going home. I'm done. D-U-N, done. <clears throat> to quote Tom Likas. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, I uh, I got up at 4 a.m. this morning. Yesterday, I should be very proud. I did 10 videos. Got Richard's, Rich Cooper's book. Did a bunch of dumb. It's not dumb. It's necessary for social media. Me and Chad answer a question. And I got a, an entire day of work in. And then here I am, 4, 4, really more, 4.45. I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, oh, man, I got to turn it off. Which is progress. See, I talked to DT over at blackbrigade.org. You can check him out. He's got a YouTube channel as well. I think that's what I'll do. I'm going to go to the gym in Wisconsin. Download DT. I'm going to binge on his podcast. I didn't do any working out. And it was one of those things where woke up. 4.45 this morning. And everything that I had to do started racing through my mind. And you can't go to sleep. You just can't go back to bed. And I had to take a half a sleeping pill and some melatonin again to knock it out. And uh, I don't want this to happen anymore. I, I, I was just like, my God, I've done enough work. I drove across the country, South Dakota and back. It's nine hours, eight and a half hours one way. Didn't do any. Well, I did some fun stuff. I hung out with DT. We, we had a good time. But it's just like sitting there for two hours at a floor store, going to Menards, picking out lighting, going over here. Oh, we need new plumbing. All work, even after the book was done. And yesterday, I mean, my guy, I just dawned on me what I did. I not only do I knock out 10 asshole consulting, because caught up on all the asshole consulting, at least for yesterday, by the way. Did kind of a quasi podcast with Chad. Got Rich Rich's book, went down to the post office, got that. Um, recorded an, a commercial for Turd Flinging Monkey. You can find on BitChute, by the way. Tune into him. Um, then I also finally uploaded the audio files. And, that I, and I was in a good mood yesterday. I was in a very good mood yesterday. Woke up, I think I got nine hours sleep. This was like that burnt out, you need to rest type of sleep. But I did. I got some sleep. I got some rest. And I had my coffee and all. I was feeling good. The GF even got out in good time. Like, oh, my God, you, you're, you're timely today. What's going on? Birds were chirping. The guy who sings the zippity doo song, he came in and sang a couple verses for me. And then ACX, which is audible, wouldn't wouldn't take the uh, the image that Rolla made for me. <laughs> I had to actually get on customer service to say what the hell, and uh, we didn't figure. And I figured out what it was. I figured out what it won't accept too high a quality image. Must be at least seventy two dots per inch. It says. All right. Well, this is three hundred. Rolla did it right. Oh, they don't accept 300. So I had to drop it down to 96. And that was two hours of my life gone. So I went from like a really good mood. <laughs> Furiously angry. Go tune in that now after this. Go to the 
Go look up the Vlad Elkums hour with Vlad Elkums. Right off the bat, I'm just tearing it. Just two hours of my life gone. But once I got past that, then I uploaded the audio files. <clears throat> that all worked out well. Um, and so hopefully that'll get approved. I'm sorry, I'm just so tired. I, I ended up going back to bed at 4.45 and I got up at like 8. So that was good. Didn't fall asleep till 6. It's so all that work. All that work. And here I am, 4.45. Oh, I got to read through TFM's new book. I got to read through Richard's book. I got to go through all my emails. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, this isn't normal. This is wrong. This is just wrong. And, you know, I I was entertained. Remember back in the day, Chad was trying to get me to be a pothead. Like, oh, you should do pot to calm down. Beldoni. Oh, yeah, try some CBD oil. Although that, that just puts you to sleep, I found out. <clears throat> and then he's like, oh, you should maybe consider a benzo. I'm like, all right, maybe, you know, that <clears throat> take the edge off. See if there's if that makes sense, even though I'm kind of somewhat philosophically against it. But I got this, this has got to be turned off. 30 years conditioning. This has got to be not 30, but 25. Whoa, I'm old. No, 27 years. 20 over a quarter century of this. Ah! Oh my god, we got food. I know it's not, it's it's so part. It's so part. And you guys have probably been there. I'm sure, but while everyone, you know, if you've been in an environment long enough, it could be your marriage, it could be your career, it could be whatever. The environment you live in, you can't undo it. There's there's no dislodging or changing your hardwiring by this point. Or maybe you got to make it, I guess maybe you have to make an effort at it. Maybe no matter what, like, what are you going to do? Lie there and not do anything? You know, it's like the old people. Am I too old to get a degree? Well, what are you going to do? Lie there and not get a degree? Well, what, you know. Maybe I should stop being such a pussy and do what I can philosophically, meditatively to like turn that off. Because even there, there's what it's a good step when you know that you're the one with the problem. You're like, whoa, what am I doing? This is stupid. I am wrong here. I don't care how I feel about it or how compelled or how automatic, how rote rehearsal, how brainstem on you know, just unconscious it is. This is wrong. I have got to learn to chill the fuck out and relax. And then I was like, well, maybe benzos might be the way. Maybe that'll. And then I uh, then I saw what it, what it did to Jordan Peterson. I'm like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> oh, hell no. No, 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 no. No. So I decided instead I will uh, go for a walk. If I catch myself, get worked up. But no, not going to do that. Just going to take it. I will use melatonin and, and uh, a sleeping pill. That would be the drugs I can use. Although you can't do that during the daytime. You don't want to be tra- taking sleeping pills when you're running your errands during the day. And just uh, just turn it the fuck off. Everyone else has the other problems. They're all slow and depressed. I have anxiety. I'm depressed. I just don't get up in the morning. I'm like, I can't go to bed at night. I can't turn it off. Is that mania, manicism, man, man, uh, uh, manic depressive? What manic something? There was manic, and then there's something manic, or manic something, and I don't have the something else. It's just. Ah. 
which if you channel it to the right purposes, you can take a weakness and turn it into strengths. Look at all, look how many books I wrote this year, three, which we won't be doing again. But yeah, I think good old Cappy is going to go, I'm going to go grab Rich's book. And by the way, I got it right here, Rich Cooper's book, look at that, The Unplugged Alpha. Not too long of a read. It was about 100. Oh, 200. You broke 200 pages. Good for you, Rich. There's a glossary conclusion. Divorce, suicide. Oh, this looks interesting. Family law. Smart men avoid marriage, chapter 15. <laughs> Rich, not cut to the chase there, Rich. All right, that's good. That's good. That's all. This will be good. I'll probably read this on the, on the treadmill. <clears throat> I'm just going to walk because it's too cold to walk outside. It looks very nice. I like walking when it's cloudy. It means it's humid, um, but it's it's going to get up to 30 for a high today. It's only, I think it's only 22 right now. And that's that's just too cold. I can run in 30, 35-degree weather because then you, the heat gets up, but I don't. I just don't have the energy to run. Do not have the energy to run. I need to walk. Um, Drew, he's the guy we D and D with over in, uh, with Rolo and the masculine geeks. He's on the masculine geeks, Drew Bay. And, uh, he was talking about how he has to go for walks. My old man goes for walks and it's very good and meditative. And I used to run Chad runs. I may, maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe I just stop being a pussy and I go run. How about that? I man the fuck up, put on my running pants, put on my belt because I've lost about a, an inch on my waist. And then, uh, and I just go run the six miles and stop being a fucking Kuantahaha. And then I come back feeling all good, like, yeah, man, I ran. Then I look at all this to do stuff. What do I got to do? Hang on. Let me take a look. Give me a second here. Let me take a look at this. Kepi, are you going over your to-do list? How is this entertaining? You all think we did this podcast for everyone else. There's a meme or a screenshot going around. And this gal had a, she had a, it was a fair point. It was a fair point. I, I don't know who she was. She must have had some <clears throat> celebrity ship. And she says, why y'all men, she was black, by the way, why y'all men starting podcasts instead of getting for therapy instead of going to see a therapist and then some guy said, why y'all girls go to fans only instead of getting a degree or a job? Something, his response was the, was the punchline. But she had a good point. She's like, why y'all? Well, that's, a lot of guys do it. They need something to talk to. They can't go to work and talk because Karen's everything. We can't have jokes. We can't play funny ha-ha. There's no organized grab ass. There's no making fun of your buddy. Now, old men, they get to do that because they don't care if they get fired. You know, they're like, yeah, go ahead, fire me. Get 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 prepared for a discrimination suit against age discrimination. All right. So they they could kind of do it. 
But yeah, men can't be men at work anymore. Heck, you're not even allowed to be at work no more. You're like, oh, well, you don't have a vagina. You don't get promoted. Fuck you. <laughs> and then what? Especially during the COVID. Oh, my gosh. No wonder. So that was a booming industry. Podcast is a booming industry. Because there's nothing else to listen to and there's nothing else to do. I might as well. And so here I'm going to go over my to-do list. I got to pay Rich because Rich uh, helped promote my minimalism seminar, which, by the way, uh, will be launched January 2nd. Uh, it'll be open from January 2nd to the 6th. And the reason I'm doing at beginning of the month instead of the end of the month, as I normally do, it's so that you disgusted with yourselves, debauched, guilty, sloven, gluttonous gluttons uh, after New Year's celebration, you all do your New Year's resolution. And yes, I'm going to I'm going to cash in on that. But <clears throat> together with my knowledge of finance and economics and philosophy, it's more important the philosophy. And your $500 that it takes to take this class, uh, I think and New Year's and you're you're done, you've been debauched, you've had your fun. I told people on a different uh, video like, "Hey, go have your fun now." Because January 2nd, come January 2nd, we're all going to get serious. $500 serious. And see if that doesn't make it so that you spend less than you than you make. And you have savings. And all of a sudden, you start saving for retirement. Anyway, so Rich sold a, a fair amount of those classes. And so I owe him money. And so I got to pay Rich. I have to read and review Rich's book. I have to read and review Turk Flinging Monkey's book. I got to do my receipts for taxes, even though it's not year end. Boy, I was going to be a good guy. I was going to get in on that. I was going to, I'm going to have, I'm going to catch up in October. It was like Halloween, October. I'm going to finish that in October. Even start. Oh, I got to pick out faucets and fireplaces. <laughs> oh, wait, I can't pick out the fireplace until my builder gets back to me to let me know how over budget we are. <clears throat> not to bore you with details, but, um, you can't just build a house on dirt. It has to go into a, a bedrock. And they kept digging and digging. And they're like, boy, the bedrock's pretty far. So we had to remove a bunch of dirt. And then we had to put down those of you who are tradesmen or carpenters and better men than me. You would know whatever. It's like a stabilizing concrete or something like that. And then we, we built on top of that. So that set me back. So I'm, a, I'm over budget. But thanks to the help with you guys, maybe not that much over budget. Because I think we've raised about two grand. For the septic tank fund. It all goes into the same fund. It's all the same thing. I, You know what? God almighty. I'm wondering <clears throat> if there'd be a way. See, I'd have to sign it. I'd have to sign the septic tank fund. For those of you that made donations, I'd like to have like, you know, when you go hiking and there's a bench. This bench donated by Tilly Magoo, Tilly and Arthur Magoo. You know, it's this old couple. Sometimes the pictures are there. It's like encased in a plastic thing so you can actually see it. You know, in, in memory of Phyllis and Philbert uh, Johansson. It's old people and they donated a bench. See, I'm not going out like that. Like my legacy to the world is not going to be, oh, you know, 50 years from now when the name Aaron is all oh, quaint and old like Phyllis or Herman. Oh, look, Aaron McMick sucks a lot. Uh, he donated a bench. Not to slam these people who donate benches. I'm just thinking, like, I'm going to do more than leave a bench. 
Now, admittedly, sometimes I will admit this. Um, <clears throat> the reason they donate the bench there is it's usually because they were older. They walked that park and they sat on a bench that was there. And so they said, well, we'd like to. So there is somewhat of a nice romantic reason for that. But then there's been parks like this, this stone, like it's just a stone with a plaque on it donated by the Johnson family. And you're like, I'm not leaving a stone by a flag. You know, I'm going to leave some a little bit more like my books. You know, I, I, I don't know. A statue of me giving the bird to all of Minnesota. Maybe that's what I should add. Ah, they tear that down. Wait a minute. I got an idea. What if we oh, the finger? I, I'm no, I'm no engineer. DT and I were talking about this. I said, what if we made like an indestructible um, statue? Like it would be anchored and you know, I just would be giving Minneapolis the finger across the highway or whatever. I don't know. Sure enough, some leftists would want to tear it down. And I'm like, well, what if we reinforced it? Like it was not tear downable. I mean, everything is tear downable, but, but they'd have to like go get some serious shit and it'd be so anchored, but you wouldn't see it anchored underneath the ground that like they would destroy the, any trucks or equipment that would come in there. The problem is if you're doing this, you got that extension, you could probably at least take off the finger or hack that off. <clears throat> but if I do this, you know, and it and it's like that and uh, it's up against the chest of the statue, then you'd have to like, carve into it to get rid of the hand but so you might as well try and take down the whole statue but if it's reinforced with titanium so maybe we all donate money to the clary given the bird minneapolis the bird said now nah, it won't be worth it it wouldn't be worth it no one would get it i'm gonna go find cheaper black and white tiles headphones got a new order new headphones got some old headphones they're the ones that are all curled up you got to curl them. It, it, it takes, it's not intuitive. They're like these weird headphones. You got to kind of uncurl them. It's a big tense wire and you it put it on ears and that tension puts it right. It works well. It works well, but then they always break because the tension is constantly pulling at the cheap plastic bits that actually hold the, uh, the speaker. <clears throat> so that's just what I want to do is get new headphones. I think we do have these other this headband it like keeps your head warm and it like goes around like earmuffs but some smart clever guy put headphones into that and so i gotta charge it up right now the speakers aren't that good but especially during winter time it's great because now see in minnesota you can't drive wearing speakers you can be deaf and drive see that's all right you can't hear a fucking thing and it's okay if you drive but if you're an able-bodied person you know 100 able-bodied and you have headphones in then you get a ticket I got a ticket by a Karen State Patrol affirmative action hire. And uh, I, you could just tell. <laughs> she was Barney Fife. She was, I mean, it, and I've, I've known cops. I've worked with cops that were gals that were legit serious cops. This is in the 90s. This is before, like, we'll just hire anyone. It was more like, it's cool. She wants to be a cop. All right. Or spirits there and all right, maybe we don't have her do riot patrol or she ain't going to join the SWAT team, but she can make a good officer. Make a, There was a good detective too, one of the better detectives. Um, I won't mention her name. Oh, she's probably retired now. <clears throat> like, okay, yeah, she's one of the gals, one of the guys. This one, straight out of affirmative action, totally woke grade A Kuantaha bitch shields up. 
like right on my ass. Like, what she pulled? I thought she was going after somebody else. I pulled my truck over and she went behind me and almost rammed into me. I'm like, she pulled over me. And I, I said, what's wrong? She's like, are those headphones? I'm like, yeah, you can't have headphones. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, you know, I won't do that again. And she gives me a ticket. And I'm like, wow, you saved America. You saved the day, lady. You got that middle-aged guy driving his truck, usually 500 the speed limit. He's like, I know where to be. You protected America. He was listening to headphones. This is a state trooper, for God's sake. You know, state trooper, those are a little bit more legit, a little bit more sincere. You know, like, oh, okay, that, that's not to besmirch municipal or county cops, but I'm like, well, state patrol, you know. I'm like, oh, okay. It was almost worth paying the ticket just to see, like, okay, lady. Yeah, you, woo, Dudley Do-Right, save the day again. Oh, boy. Won't be no middle-aged men driving the trucks real slow listening to economic philosophy podcasts on the road. You saved and protected society from that scourge. And it, you know what's great here? Let me tell you, I'm not rich. I'm not rich by any means. <clears throat> but once you get comfortable, and it was all minimalism mostly. Yeah, I do make a little bit more money now. Many thanks to all you Hanyakers and the work I put into it. <clears throat> you know what money is really worth? What? Why you should? Why should I be a billionaire? Why should I be a millionaire? What the money? What? What do you buy with it? It's not for the toys. It's not for the fancy food. The vast majority of your materialist consumer wants, uh, the vast, vast majority of what you want is within your range of affordability. You could afford it. Would it be nice to have a Corvette? Sure. Would it be nice to have your own F-16 fireplace? Fine. But we're talking less than one ten thousandth of 1% of the things on the planet. You could afford sushi, a nice dinner, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> but the real thing money affords you is is security it's peace it's calm it's peace of mind i think the ticket was like 60 bucks because dudley do right slash barney fife with tits barney fife with tits that's who it was i got i got pulled over by barney fife with tits she had her bullet in the pocket uh <clears throat> it was 60 bucks and i think my insurance went up a little bit you know what i don't care because i can afford it and what I afforded with all the hard work and your kindness and charity and everybody out there <clears throat> was the ability not to pay the ticket, but to not have it threaten my finances or my, my budget. When I got a parking ticket, even if it was 25 bucks uh, back in my younger college days and all that, oh, yeah, that was life-threatening. And this is even though I'm no socialist, uh, I am kind of like for – if. <laughs> It's it, the the management of this would be a pain in the ass. But if if you're going to give a parking ticket to people in the cities, there's got to be a way. Like if you're poor, you know that twenty five bucks will really hit you hard. Again, no socialist here. You guys all know me, but that was such a devastating. Not only to my budget, like your stress goes up. I'm not saying you shouldn't have stress, but I can't imagine. Like let's say you're some inner inner city black kid. As opposed to the inner city white kid. <laughs> I joke. I joke. You're some pole kid. All right. Wherever you are. And then Miss Bitchy Kuantahahi face. Barney Fife with tits comes along and gives you a $60 ticket because you had headphones listening to opera or whatever. 
Or maybe you were calling somebody. I guess you can only have one headphone in. You can't have two headphones in. That's the rules and laws they come up with in Minnesota. Well, that 60 bucks fucks you up, man. That sets you way back. And I'm kind of like, hey, man, like if they're starting out, if you got kids, again, no socialists, but maybe you ought to like lay off the parking tickets a little bit. Like if the car's a piece of crap car and, and, and you know Dudley comes walking out and he's working his uh Taco Bell job, maybe you just say, Hey, you can't park here next time. Oh no, not not the meter mates, not the Nazis over in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Ooh, we gotta we gotta get ourselves some money. <clears throat> Finland does that. There was this guy, he got busted for speeding. I think the fee was six hundred thousand dollars because he was super rich and they have they they're so far up their citizens' acid or asses. They have a progressive uh, parking ticket, uh, vehicle ticket payment system. And this guy had to pay like six hundred thousand dollars because he was very, very rich. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Okay, like there should be a little. Uh, okay, hundred bucks. I won't do it again, officer. All right, but it's like kind of like you know, well, what's your income? Now you gotta now you gotta go get your tax returns and show the officer and all the management and all the other bullshit that goes in. <clears throat> so I don't know, can you make it annoying but not a death blow to poor people? Can't believe I'm arguing for poor people here. I was one. Technically, I think I may still be below the poverty line. I don't know. <laughs> the powers of minimalism. But uh can you just just like, you know, hey. You want it to be annoying so they don't do it again, <clears throat> but not so the guy can't eat. And so, you know, just maybe 25 bucks for a parking ticket. Yeah. You park in a handicapped spot. All right. They ain't being used anyway. All right. 50 bucks. Don't do it. Don't be a dick. It's the don't, the don't be a dick ticket. Headphones. Jamal parks 10 minutes over the thing because he's got to make it into the office to clock in or the office, the fast food place on time so he could serve tacos. Can you cut him a break? Huh? College kid paying his way through majoring in STEM <clears throat> has to move the stuff. He has his flashers on and the no parking here. So he could just unload his, his, uh, his, uh, couch. Can you not be a dick and give him a ticket? No, because this guy, and here's, for what handful of Democrats I might have listened, a handful of leftists, you'll find out real quick whether the government is on your side or not. They're still going to take your money. And your politics won't protect you. It won't. But I'm a Democrat. Uh -oh. Go look at Seattle. I think there's like some, some riots or maybe there's some homeless people that went to a fancy neighborhood. And they're like, look, we vote the right way. We're all on the same team. And the Seattle City Council said, fuck no, you got money, assholes. And there's a lot of rich Democrats. <laughs> Most of you didn't earn your money. You inherited it. Mark Dayton style. I'm sorry, Mark Dayton style. <clears throat> all right, that's enough of picking on the Daytons. All right, let's go to the Super Chats here. Uh, DJ Aftershock for five bucks. Always loyal DJ Aftershock comes in. Dude, bro, we got that new 6,000 square feet palace in Victoria. Boat Victoria. Victoria? Like British Columbia? Victoria Island? Boat, horse, and a Range Rover with my Carl's. Oh, Victoria the town. Oh, yeah, that's way, that's, that's past uh, Lake Minnetonka. 
That's the new up-and-coming Lake Minnetonka area. There's a lake out there, a couple lakes, but I think it's all a park. I've ran through it many times. I, I enjoy uh, hiking out there. Some volleyball courts out there, too. You guys want a story? You guys want Cappy? Gather around, kids. It's it's story time with Uncle Cappy. Uncle Cappy. Out at them, look this up. Victoria, Minnesota. Nice little quaint little town. Cigar lounge, restaurants, things. Floyd's Motorcycle Bar. <clears throat> Been there several and many times. I think two brew pubs, too. It's 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 up and coming. Um, <laughs> rich white people got to live somewhere. <laughs> they got to. Whoa, we used to be in St. Louis Park. Goodbye. Now, hey, Victoria. Hey. What's the other one out there where the white parents don't want their white kids to have the shit kicked out of them or uh, held back by all the the ghetto trash and the uh, crotch root of single moms? What is the name of that town? Not not New Prague. Carver. Carver. is. I remember Carver was nothing. Now, <laughs> building schools. Hey. Guess who's all taking calculus? You guys are. Who's all in AP courses? You guys are. But they're all raised to be a bunch of spoiled little brats. That really doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, Victoria is out there. Uh, so the story, I'll tell you the story. In Victoria, there's like a county park or state park. I remember there were volleyball courts. This was back in my early 20s. I would go out there and we'd play volleyball. And I was pretty good at volleyball. Probably still am. No one plays because we spread the germs. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so I went out, and I remember at the volleyball courts, sand volleyball courts, very nice volleyball courts. Um, there was also some grilling, and there was enough trees. It wasn't a forest. It was kept grounds. It was groomed. You had little fire pits if you want to have a bonfire. But on top of the hill, it overlooked a lake. And then way off in the distance, you could see a uh, church steeple and just one or two more tops of buildings. And to this day, and I purposely tried not to know what town that was. And to this day, I've succeeded because I don't want to know what town it is. I'm sure if I looked at a map or had Atham look it up, I know exactly what town that is. But thankfully, my brain could because when you kind of go in, the roads go like this. So you're no longer got your latitude, longitude, north, south, east, west. You get you're lost. I'm like, I don't know. what Unless the sun's out, I don't know which way is what. So when you get to this hill past the volleyball courts, there's some benches and fire pits and all that. But it's a, a very picturesque view where there's a lake. You're on a hill with some trees. Way off in the distance is this little prairie town with a church steeple up there. It was just nice. So <clears throat> there was this gal that I really liked, and she really liked me until she became Americanized. I wanted to go party with her girlfriend. And now she's actually very ugly. <laughs> not saying that offenses. It's like, whoa, time has not been good to you. Party with my girlfriend. So things were going great when we first started dating. And so much to the, let me tell you another story. So much to the point it was the girl's birthday. And uh, I, we had dated two months by this time. Uh, things are going great. Uh, and she wanted the, the horse ride. There's, you could do a horse carriage ride through the Twin Cities. Well, not anymore. You get shot. <laughs> 
Well, how how much more to advertise? Hey, I'm a dopey white schmuck from the suburbs. Come take my money than doing a horse carriage ride in Minneapolis. <laughs> Bet you that ended real quick. How's that business turning out for everybody down there? Anyway, so you go up and down the river, Mississippi River, by the way, cuts through Minneapolis. And there's, you know, picturesque things. You know. So we did that. So this is this is a girl. This is like, oh, and I liked her. She was real smart. I enjoyed her company. She was very hot. Was, was, emphasis on past tense, was. And uh, <clears throat> I'm like, I'm going to impress her. I'm going to take her out to this place. So I went out. I knew there was a liquor store on the way. I grabbed a bottle of wine. And she's like, where are we going? I said, oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Don't worry. This is a Drove out, got a blanket, said, we have all the good man God. Shut the fuck up right there. And put it out. Put, got the thing, the wire. It's just like, oh. And this is kind of like the first side. Like, I was like, what, what? This is nice. What are you talking about? And there was something wrong. And this is so long ago. I came in, like, I don't know, uh, 15, 16, 17 years ago. It was quite some time ago. And I just remember, like, if you don't want them, everybody look this up. Go look up Victoria, Minnesota. I hauled ass all the way from Minneapolis to go way the fuck out there. Only reason I even knew of this area was biking back when I was 18, 19 years old. And, and there was like the, the paths had just been put in. That's the only reason I knew this area existed. Drove all, picked her up all the way out, got a blanket. The last time I get a blanket, let me explain something to you, boys. If you ever have blankets in your plans for a date, you're going to fail. You just take that blanket. There's no, there's no picnics. There's no forethought. It's coffee. It's a job interview. Like, okay, tell me what weapons grade level of leftist Kwantahari you are. And you tell me everything about how you this and that. And, and it just please, I want to see how masculine you can act even though I'm expressly interested in femininity and females, let's say, and go. And then, yeah, and then you'll all understand why you don't have blankets. Nobody brings the blankets. You don't bring a picnic basket. You don't do that. I even had one of my convertibles. For, I think it was my first convertible. I think I still had it. I, you know, it was like what you were programmed to do in the 80s and 90s. Like, I had a blanket. I had a bottle of wine. I thought I was being fucking Cary Grant. Mm. And then, um, like, I thought, like, oh, she's going to love this. Like, it's pretty swank. This is pretty cool. It's classy. It's romantic. It's touchy. But we've dated long enough. And I like and I like looking at that steeple way off in the distance. Still don't know what that town is. So I poured more wine. It was white wine. I do remember it was white wine because I hate red wine. Red wine. Oh, my God. I had white wine. Poured it for her. Poured it for What? We're not going to have sex here. This is, this is what? What? Is, what? <clears throat> and if you must know, what ended up happening, she became Americanized. She was, she met some party girl. This was, I was 30. She was 26. And she was foreign. And she had, everything was great. Everything was good. But then she had some American girlfriends. And then he went down to, Not more. It wasn't even more than 10, 10 years later. I was like, the only reason I could recognize her because of her eyes. I was like, whoa, whoa, you look like shit. Whoa. And I did my own dance. Party. Washed up ugly chair. 
<clears throat> so that's Victoria. Yes, DJ, your knowledge of uh, Washington, D.C. and the Twin Cities is actually shocking. All right, we got to scroll up here. We got uh, Judd Grover, our good buddy Judd, $2. Bro, dude, think of a good bidnaz idea for me. Be hot, be female, have a nice set of tits, and go on the internet. And, so, and here's the thing. Uh, go the extra. I'm not, I'm not asking women to go the extra mile. I'm asking you to, to go the extra inch, to expend the extra half a calorie of energy. Uh, because what you'll notice, and, and not just fan, fan, friends, fans only, um, a lot of the world uh, economic phenomena is asymptotic. It's at the margins. For example, looks of men. If you go from a five to a six, let's say you're a five, you're a truly average looking man, and you go from a five to a six. Your you've increased 10% of the linear distribution of looks of men. You will only get maybe half a percent more women because most women aren't interested in, in you until you're at least a seven and a half. And then it asymptotically goes up. So as you approach 10, it's not until you get to the eights. Does it start getting great? And certainly the nine and then 10, boom, every girl's going to want to you know go out with you. Um, <clears throat> so when it comes to the fans, only the friends, only, this is another example of that where the top 1% make the vast majority and then the top five in, and then I, I don't know what the distribution is, but Glendon Cameron, who, if you didn't know by his name is male, he's this old middle, well, he's not old, he's middle-aged black dude, not a hot chick. If you're wondering, is Glendon Cameron a hot chick? No, nah, he's a middle-aged black dude. So he set up a fans only account and I think he made 150 bucks per month in donations. Like he got $156 in subscriptions and he was in the top you know, half. And then I think he's up to $200 now. Now he's in the top 22%. And you're like, wow, like all these girls think I can just go on fans only and make all this money. It's like, yeah, if you put the effort into it and let's just be honest, most gals aren't. <laughs> what? I took a picture ah, where as much as you want to critique her or maybe find her uh, <clears throat> disagreeable, uh, Belle Daphne, uh, I think she's the biggest one or the high, or one of the more popular ones. Okay, take away the circus act she puts on. Take a look at what she's doing. She puts a lot of effort into the, the costumes. I don't think I've ever seen her with normal hair. This is the gal that was strategically brilliant. I'm selling my bath water and everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe forward, forward, share, subscribe, forward, share, subscribe. And everyone wonders why she makes, I think, six figures a month. Uh, she puts on makeup. If you've seen her without makeup, it's like you just look like, frankly, a guy, a very young guy. She puts in the effort. She's willing to go that extra inch, willing to go that extra mile. Most girls aren't. And if you want a business, bid Naz idea, Judd. First, become a hot 20-something girl. Get fake boobs. And not just set up a fans-only account, but have a shtick. Have a, have a theme. Have a niche. Maybe even not a niche or a theme. Certainly have that. But pay attention to some of the, the <clears throat> ancillary things, like good audio quality, good lighting. Wear the sexy outfits. Like, 
Those three, three, three things right there almost guarantee you will put you in the top 20, 25%. Cause shoot, if Glendon Cameron, who once again is not a hot chick with big boobs, he is a middle-aged black man. Uh, he's pretty big though. Uh, <clears throat> if he can get in the top 22% with making 156 bucks or whatever is 200 after he made that, I could just tell with my economist Eagle, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's asymptotic. And you can see it. You can see it. There was an interview role Tomasi did with Andrew Tate. He's like, all these girls, like they will forfeit 90% of the profitability. So you take care of the IT stuff. They just want to shine. Oh my God, it's so hard. <clears throat> and if you were a hot chick, uh, Judd, and you put the extra effort into it, you did your own video and filming, made sure the lighting was right, maybe put on some heels. There's your bid naz idea. Otherwise, learn to code. Black pill Ned Stark for five bucks. Zquil helps. I'm a trucker. It helps. Okay, maybe I'll try Zquil. Always the reliable and trustworthy, competent man for five bucks. Time has not been good to you. It reminds me of the story of Lord Wellington was infatuated with a woman when he was 20 and she would not marry him. Uh, I don't know if that's me. I've never been infatuated with. I mean, there's ones that got away and broke my heart, but nothing that like ruined my life. Oh, <clears throat> got sent to India for a decade when he came back regarding proposed without seeing her until wedding day. The years had not been kind, but went through anyways. No. Wow. What made you remind that of me? What? That's never happened to me. Thank God. Why was I part of that story? Are we already caught up? Oh, sweet. That's right. This is This is not my regular channel, so we don't have that much. All right, sweet. Um, what do we want to do? Let's go through some fan mail. I got, uh, we're going to clean it out. I'm going to clean this stuff out. Uh, and that's really the only reason I woke up this morning. I, I have on my to-do list, which is now on the floor. It says, uh, go through email. So we're going to go through the email right here. I got it pulled up. I already did that. Bill, Bill writes, Aaron, I'm both a regular listener to you and a customer service rep. Coincidentally, I also work in New Jersey. Uh, by the way, I did a video called It's Not the Customer Service Person's Fault. Amazon has some footing in New Jersey, so Steve might be in New Jersey. Not sure. Steve was the guy that I wanted to compliment and thank for helping me out over at uh, ACX. But thank you. You are right. We don't make the rules. We are wedged in between you and fuck management. <laughs> we don't want to increase your premium, bog you down with 50 questions. Oh, my God. Guys, is there any way... I know you got the script. And we just wanted to thank you for your business. Because we're appreciated. We're done. We have shit to do. I'm sure you have. Like, can you show this video to the corporate managerial fucks with the gray hair? Like, I don't need to be told how great. If you really are thankful of me, you really appreciate me as, as, as a customer, then let me fucking go. And no offense to any of you uh, customer service reps out there, um, if me or anybody else does this, but when I conclude my business, I say thank you and I hang up. And I don't mean to cut you off in the middle of your thing, but it's, and I know you got to do that because they say, <clears throat> but if there's any way you could continue, you know, convey this on to uh, the managerial heads that be and say like, um, yeah, they don't like it when we hold them on for seconds more than we need to be. Boo, 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 boo. 
get into your business, call you at work or slow you down, but we have to. It's our job. Yeah, I know, man. I know. You get it. I also try to be kind and understanding to other customer service reps. Peace, Bill. Well, thanks, Bill. Yeah, I, I um, wait staff, especially fast food dudes and dudettes and customer service reps. They they don't make the rules, man, and they're so powerless. And it's like they're they're already. They're, it's not that they're they're not losers in life. They're they're starting at ground zero. I mean, this is the worst it's going to be in their lives. So it's like you know what. I'm not going to be a dick. I'm just going to be really nice to you. And hopefully we get that through. I had another gal. She was at Ikea. I said, where the hell's my couch? She says, where the hell is your couch? I, said, I don't know. She looked it up. And she's like, oh, I don't know. It's in back order and this and that, that and this. I said, so we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll have a president before I have a couch. And she just laughed her ass off. And I'm like, okay. And then they're on your team. Then they're going to help you out. Uh, so I can delete that one. Asshole, this is Joe. I don't need any advice. I sent you a $100 payment after having some whacked out dream where my mother invited you to a family dinner. Everybody start dreaming about their mothers inviting me to a family dinner. Everyone do that now. Thanks for being polite to her. <laughs> I didn't even get to eat. I, I, I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have been there. That would have been great. Do a Clary original if you want with the money or don't since you already have it before agreeing to any terms. All right, Joel, I'll do a Clary original. Next one will be on you, okay? Just not right now because I got I got a lot to do. I just got to clean all this crap up. Um, <clears throat> Turd flinging monkey. Getting things. Oh, okay, hang on, hang on. Let's knock this out while I'm here. Turd Flinging Monkey, by the way, which you can find on BitChute. I'm sending him an ad. Where? Here we go. Please don't be big. All right. Perfect. One meg. That'll go over the internet. Remember when 50K was the most that you could see? Here's a really grainy picture. Boom. I can delete that. <clears throat> Nothing better than a clear mind. When your email box is empty and you're caught up on everything. Brent. I linked to an article by uh, the Masculine Geeks written by TJ Martinell at tjmartinell.com. It was about the um, Spurgs and autists who have ruined Dungeons and Dragons. Mr. Clary, longtime fan. I have a pseudon pseudonymous. Pseudonymous? You mean anonymous? <clears throat> blog that I'm paranoid about being connected to me. I don't even say anything at all that controversial. You just never know. I, I'm not going to mention who you are. Anyway, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons as a 39-year-old. My group was guys that more or less knew each other. Everybody was personable and sane enough, but half were weird enough that it was attention-getting. Yeah, if you're going to do Dungeons and Dragons correctly, you, you got to have the weirdos. You got to be geeky. But I, 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 it's clear as day remember okay yeah i was the nerd group you know i wasn't the the jock football type though I, I was athletic um and you'd have the nerds and everyone could play they functioned uh they had been socialized and conditioned like okay you go and then they go there's a sense of rules and fairness and equity 
in order and structure. Um, and, and like we're moving towards a larger goal of playing this game. And so I did not have any bad experiences playing Dungeons and Dragons until I was well into my forties. And then I went to a, well, not a, I went to several comic book geek stores between Vegas and Minneapolis, which leads me to believe this is a nationwide pandemic <clears throat> where you had mentally, uh, crippled, uh, incapable Spurgs and autists who were not capable of playing a game. They just weren't. They absolutely were not capable of playing the game. And we could go into my philosophy of like, are you really this? Are you faking it? Is it attention? Uh, and you realize like they they are not there to play D&D. They're there to masturbate to themselves about, oh, look, I'm a wizard with this. And, oh, funny joke. Read my article. It's it's like, you know, I talk about the rules guy. There's always a guy who doesn't even have to look at the way you technically you can't do it. And you're like, oh, God. And you can't. Terribly sorry. If you're a young man or woman today that would like to play Dungeons. Oh, you're an old man. Let's say you want to play Dungeons and Dragons. <clears throat> Half the fun is you're with the guys there and the gals. There were gals. Now you're playing and rolling. You got the table. You know, you're in person in meat space. You can't do that anymore. You can't. Because it's just been this black hole gravitational pole for every mentally dysfunctional person, autistic or not, it doesn't matter. They are so mentally crippled, not impaired, crippled. They are not capable of playing a game. And so if you as a normal person like who didn't live at home until 35 and you might have had your dad around, you show up and you're like, wow, you people, I mean, I, I see you have a beard, but you're acting like an eight-year-old who can't focus so you have to do dungeons and dragons uh, online <clears throat> but you still need the weirdo you still needed that eclectic weirdo you needed the fat guy with the mountain dew you did because rules guy non-sperg rules guy like he was just rules guy but he didn't have a touch of the tism and he wasn't a dick he wasn't always trying to like strut his shit he said well actually you can't do that because like oh thanks rules guy you know, and then there'd be there'd be LARPing guy who's very theatrical and, you know, that adds color. That makes it fun. But when <clears throat> they're always LARPing, whether you're sitting at the table or not, you're like, okay, all right, all right. Just no, no. Uh, half of the dungeons master, half of them DM dungeon mastered refereed the Adventurers League, the cattle calls you were going to. And yes, what you said, they're known for attracting people so weird that nobody invites them to the regular game. The human enough ones got referrals to other games where they weren't surrounded by the weirdos. I'll keep you anonymous. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. That's one thing of American culture, I guess. Although I mean, it would be global. You can't walk into a, can't have your dice bag. You can't have your, your D and D playbook. You can't have your character sheet. You can't have your dice bag. Just walking like, Hey, want to play some D and D. Yeah, man, let's play. What fourth thou answer me these questions three, why you should sit with us at this table. The, all right. All right. Listen, listen, Tanner, listen, Madison. Just, just, <laughs> I remember one time. The DM, the DM's critical, the referee of the game. And we had this one who was just like, <laughs> and I, I I, forgot how I went into him. I'm like, sit down, play the goddamn game. And everyone freaked out. 
anyone who's how do I do? How do I play? I said, you did for shit. And I got up and left. Didn't go back. John, uh, imagine wasting your old age taking college classes and getting an anthropology degree. He links to an article by Breitbart. And I'm not against um, old people going to college. I'm not against it. It gives you something to do. I've even thought about going back to college to get a doctorate in economics. And then I look and I'm like, why? I know more than most of the doctorates anyway. It's a BS study. And I wouldn't be intellectually stimulated if I went there. It, I'd probably be just worthless, impractical shit. <clears throat> so I'm not against old people going to college, a little bit of intellectual stimulation. As long as they're not paying. As long as I'm not paying. As long as they're not getting loans. 74-year-old grandmother graduates college. This is the title. This is written by Catherine Rodriguez. Kathleen, there's a prepositional phrase required there. So a four-year-old grandmother graduates from college with granddaughter. Uh-huh. 74-year-old grandmother who received her bachelor's degree in anthropology 42 years after taking her first class is graduating college beside her granddaughter. I always knew that I was going to graduate from college, said 22-year-old Melody Ormond. Uh, I just never knew that my Nana was going to be, all right, assholes. It is your grandma. What is this Nana shit? When did Nana come about? Somebody younger than me explained this. Nana. Okay. Everyone now is calling my parents age generations. Nana. Is this the boomer women? Like, oh, I don't want to be called grandmother. Cause that's too old. Where are my grandchildren? It's pissing me off. I smell fuckery there. I wonder what Melody majored in. What am I going to bail her out of? Uh, 22-year-old in Chattanooga. Class, Melody, raising family, occasional class. But do-do-do. Granddaughter majored in psychology. Oh, he's going to help the children. Somebody will marry Melody and bail her out of her student loans, right? As her bachelor's degree in psychology doesn't work. See, I'm a 22-year-old white girl, and I am the epitome of mental stability. And that's why I'm studying psychology. And you should totally listen to me because you have toxic masculinity. I have a college degree. Should we just call Melody X, person X? Because you're irrelevant, like you're not Melody or no X, just per, human number one billion two hundred eighty four million five hundred twenty six thousand thirty seven. You're just you're you're an NPC. Pat Orman, whose seventy fifth birthday is this month, took her first class at Kennesaw State University, Atlanta. She dropped out after one semester to move to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Pat spent several decades balancing work as an accountant with motherhood. Wait, wait, wait. She was able to do a real job. And be a mother without a college degree? How does that happen? Raising children, including Melody's father, while Pat took the occasional class at the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Fine, there go. She says her family encouraged her to finish her degree, especially after retirement. Because any degree is a good degree. 
She decided to take her family up on the challenge when she learned that her granddaughter, Melody, was transferring to UTC as a sophomore to study psychology. For Pat Melody, taking classes at the same time, also meant taking classes during a pandemic. Oh, my goodness, crisis. There's no way information and education be conveyed over the Internet digitally. That's just impossible. Uh, it's definitely more difficult and I prefer in class. Pat said, I really enjoyed the discussions of being able to interact with so many people from different backgrounds, not having those people around made it harder. Pat Melody graduated as part of UTC's fall class in 2020, November 20th. Learning never stops yet. Well, it doesn't. You just go and live life. Life will teach you things. You don't need to pay $2,000 credit for it, but Hey, That's something that my father instilled me when I was younger. No matter what you do, learning never stops. Well, then why do you have to go to school to pay for it? Even if it's auditing a few classes. All right, there she see, she's smart. She audited. She didn't pay for it. There's always that option. Pat is not the first to finish her bachelor's degree after a significant amount of time away from the classroom. Last year, a 91-year-old grandma also received her bachelor's degree from the University of Alabama 73 years later because she wanted to start a family. How dare she? <clears throat> and I guess... Uh, Pat got a degree in anthropology. Uh, here's a 91-year-old Jacqueline Baird Tucker. Left school because she wanted to start a family. Regret it. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Degree in human environmental sciences. I guess women never change. I, I guess not. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm happy for the old grandma lady. Good for her. I, I just don't... Uh... I just don't see Chug Grover two bucks. Yes. The older brother podcast is for the elite. Yes. We are a nice little separate club here. I do got to do a podcast for the, um, Oh, I'm out of focus. There we go. Uh, for the, not Patreon. I switched. <sighs> Subscribe star. Jeez, man. Subscribe scar. I got to go do that. Put that up there for you guys. If you want, you can go to subscribe store, blah, 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 blah. All right. Uh, back to that. Uh, we can delete that one. Look at that. We're cleaning it up, guys. Got that. Got that. Got that. Just reading through this. This guy liked the minimalism seminar is one of the first ones to take it so thank you doug i need to save this because that is tfm's book oh yeah i get to update my address yay because i gave you the wrong one right teachable just another fucking thing to do today huh <clears throat> podcast request from Thomas Harrigan, the TPC podcast, 30 years old, turned on medical school. Bada ba bada ba. Let me open this up in a new link. YouTube. It's on YouTube. Oh, 1061 X. We got some podcasts here. So Tommy's podcast. Wow. He's got 286. He's up to episode 286. That's pretty good, Tom. He's got, he's got a lot of, you know what? Let's put this in the chat room. 
Maybe I will go on with him. There we go. Bam! You know what? I'll listen to the Tommy podcast while I'm also walking. All right. Young man writes, I'm going to abbreviate this. Hey, Cappy, I usually listen, listen to the Aaron Clary podcast on Stitcher. I originally found you on an episode of the School Sucks podcast, Are the Millennials Lost? That was a great conversation. I forwarded to my dad who works as a campus pastor. He's currently pursuing his master's in divinity. Tell him I'm looking for good sermons every Sunday, and I will buy them from him. Just finished reading Batch of Pad Economics. While the book is a bit older now, and I'm not the exact demographic it's intended for, I still found it to be a host of useful advice worth much more than the price of the book. Why, thank you. Approaching graduation with my bachelor's degree in business, majoring in economics. No. And found the career advice to be very useful. As I've been approaching graduation, I've been applying for more professional jobs, but haven't had a lot of success. Your insights in the career section have given me some peace of mind. I was sorely tempted to go to Asshole Consulting to get your input in career advice. Uh, bah, 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 bah. <clears throat> section on vehicles. I like how sec- chapter eight housing is explained. He just goes through the thing. Take a class on real estate right now, and there's been no mention of that. Uh, he, he's referring to how your property taxes can go. Of course, the colleges are not going to tell you that. Oh my God, liberal parasites are going to jack up your property taxes, not to mention take away your property rights as a landlord. Again, thank you so much for writing this. I'm 23 already has a profound effect in my life, a way of thinking. Good, good. Don't buy uh, property, let alone letter, rental property in the leftist area. Okay, that is coming in. I ordered my stepdad a pretty cool Christmas gift. Matt Forney, go to him over at, uh, what's the name of his gig? TerraHousePress.com. Go check out Matt. I enjoyed his podcasts a little. I, I disagree with some of the racial stuff, but <clears throat> I really did enjoy his podcast. He was talking about different living different places and what it's like to be in Bulgaria and then Tbilisi, and he's going all over the place. I don't need my Priceline itinerary. Uh, Artemis writes, I recommend you try to mirror your vids on BitChute, mostly so I can listen to BitChute in the background on my phone, unlike YouTube, where you need a subscription. Might also help with the unsubscribe things. I know, I know. That's like the last thing on my mind. Taxes are on my mind. I got to do taxes. That I'm going to put into the archive. Did I catch up on everything? Did I catch up? I caught up on everything. All right. Adriano Ramos, our Australian agent in the field for two dollars. Our Australian geek, uh, geek, our Australian Greek agent in the field. Peer yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. It wasn't that good of a movie. Purple Rain wasn't that good of a movie. 
I know everyone in Minnesota, did you watch Purple Rain? No, I didn't. Don't care to. I, have you been to First Avenue? Have you been to the nightclubs where Prince owned and actually danced? Did you mosh? You didn't? You just watched Purple Rain? Well, I guess who's more authentic? Juan Do for two euros. Cappy, will this podcast save the West? No, nothing's going to save the West. No. <clears throat> Here's who could save the West. Women. They could start voting for the family, or at least for the individual. They could start voting for lower taxes. They can get thin. They can get hot. They can give men the incentive to like work hard, produce, be muses, give them something to fight for, and that's female youth and beauty. That's, that's what they can do. And they can vote not for the government. They can vote for the individual and not the government. So when you figure to get women out to do that, and, and let's be fair, some men too, okay? I say it starts at the home where you, you end any indoctrination in your family immediately. You put, you put an end to it. You homeschool your kids. You do whatever. <clears throat> if you men, you know, do you guys notice how girls act as a cartel? They all got fat at the same time. Now you guys got fat at the same time too. But you notice how they all act as a cartel? Like, well, I'm not going to. They, they all make this. Now it's a hive mindset. It's genetic. It's unconsciously programmed. They're not even aware they're doing it. But you, okay. And, and so few of you are bros before hoes. It should be like freedom and individualism before hoes. That's more of a practical, realistic interpretation of what bros before hoes means. Uh, but you guys are just, but the vagina, I want to get the girls off. I need the pussy. We didn't need Western civilization or freedom or low taxes anyway. Yay, welfare, socialism. Because the woman's wanted it. I voted for communism. Will you suck my pee-pee now? Oh, okay. I have to pay more taxes? Oh, all right. <clears throat> this podcast will not save the West, but it might save you. It might save the individual. Black Pill, Ned Stark, five bucks. Did you say not to buy property earlier? Not to buy property in leftist liberal towns. And that doesn't mean necessarily big metro areas. You could find little nooks and crannies like Sedona. I don't think I'd, I'd have to look at the politics. I would never buy property in Sedona because you don't own it. I'm sure all the effect rich boomers there have to have a say on, well, what color are your gutters going to be? I don't know if I like the rock formation. You don't own your own property. Uh, and there's little hamlets like that where rich, spoiled, old white women go. And they have nothing to do in their lives but Hector and Hall over how everybody else's property looks for them. The concept of ownership and sovereignty in the individual is completely lost on them. <clears throat> and so you have to make sure you buy property where it's like, no, you can do whatever you want. Preferably avoid HOAs. Although down in the southwest, that's a little different. The HOAs take over from the city like for water and all that other stuff, which I'm for. It's like, well, that's private. Okay, I like that. I'll do that. Um, <clears throat> New Guardians of CNET.com. This is out yesterday. New Guardians of the Galaxy comic shows Star-Lord as bisexual. <laughs> no, I, he's not. He's not. Star-Lord is not by, guarantee you Chris Pratt is not going to take on that role. He's not. I know all the writers who are, if you could, somebody go look them up, go look up the writers 
who who came up with this? All right, they're nobodies. They're losers. Right? They're not Chris Pratt. They don't make the movies. And there will never be a movie where, uh, yeah, Star-Lord is bisexual. By the way, the latest Guardians of the Galaxy number two sucked. That was horrible. Uh, they should be ashamed. I was so excited to see that movie because the first one was so great. And then it's like, oh. I guess it was all about family and crying about who your dad was. Well, that was great. And they may try to make it where in a movie where Star-Lord is bisexual, but ain't nobody going to see it. The same people, all three people are going to see that. The same one's going to see the black female James Bond. Apparently, Gamora isn't Star-Lord's only true love. Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, is shown in a polyamorous bisexual relationship in issue number nine of Guardians of the Galaxy comic. In a story called I Shall Make You a Star-Lord, the new Guardians of the Galaxy comic shows Quill spending almost 150 years in a strange world called Marinus, where he befriends and then after 12 years has a romantic polyamorous relationship with two female and male humanoids named Eridea and Mor- Can you just make a comic book for kids? Can it just be the good guys fighting the bad guys? In the Marvel comic written by A.I. Ewing. All right, now we're going to go look up A.I. Ewing. And how much you want to bet he also sits at the Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Just look at him up. He's my age. I mean, he he is he's the he's he's the rules guy. He's not only rules guy. He's rules guy with leader of Mountain Dew guy. <laughs> oh God, what has he got? Please tell me. Oh, he's got as many followers on Twitter as I do. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ewing. Four page, 2000, contributor to all these comic books. You do know comic books are dead. I mean, they're not making any money. Um, they're not They're not going. He created a comic book, The Diary of Ralph Dibney. Does he have a real job? Career? AD. Judge Dredd. You know, like, I hope in my Wikipedia entry, you know, aside from the lies, oh, he hated black people and, and the womans. He just hated, he said, you know, like, uh, <clears throat> some of you would go in there. He worked, you know, security. He worked shoveling shit. Like, there's that. You don't just, Aaron Clary is this sophist pansy who just yells at the internet podcaster. People couldn't believe he made it. But with the introduction of Good Morning Corona Chan, his career took off. Like, could you could you have the humble beginnings in there for me? Uh, while the comic story definitely shows a new side to Quill that doesn't necessarily mean fans will end up seeing his bisexuality portrayed by Chris Pat in the upcoming James Gunn directed movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in the previous Guardians of the Galaxy and Avenger films Quill's heart belongs to female assassin and Thanos adopted daughter Gamora played by Zoe Saldana this is the first Marvel character to be part of the LGBTQXYZZWH, you know, apostrophe sign. Thor Ragnarok, the character Valkyrie, pay, played by Tessa Thompson in the Thor and Avengers movie, is a bisexual woman in the comics. It was also be portrayed bisexual. And then here's Wonder Woman 84, of which I really want to see. 
I really want to see it, but I'm I'm afraid. I don't. I'm not. It, I, honest truth. After I, what I went through with Star Wars Squadrons, I almost bought it. Then went online and looked at the reviews, and it was just the Burger King's Kids Club and all the diversity politics shoved up. My I'm like, okay, all right, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go see a movie. Eighty four. They got away with one little thing. It was a good movie. I didn't like the movie. I admit it was a good movie. It was a very good introductory movie. <clears throat> Gal Gadot did a great job. It was, it was a well done movie. But you had to do it. But then the white man took our land away. Oh, shut the fuck up. It's World War I, you dumbass. Get the fuck out of here. And so now I'm one woman 84. All right, looks good. I like Gal Gadot. Are we going to have more woke shit? That was a little rat turd way at the end of the punch bowl. I'm like, okay, so I, I enjoyed the punch at the other end. How many more turds are we going to put in there? I'm really, I'm not going to go see a movie unless someone goes and audits it for me. Used to do movie reviews, and not only is it time-consuming and costly, I, they're not that good. Doesn't even have to be political. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was horrible. Now what, what's Guardians of the Galaxy 3 going to be? Everyone just hug fest? Hey, man, are you my brother? Yeah, man, I'm your brother. Are you, yeah, man, I'm your sister. Uh... That's <clears throat> so uh, yeah, Wando. What's your take on the dark triad and success? I what is it? You're 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 grumpy. You never smile. You're a masochist and you're a Machiavellian. Um I haven't given it much thought. I haven't studied it at all. I know that once I turned into a dick and once I started treating women like shit, maybe not shit, but like, no, you're not gonna do that. I just held standards. I'm like, no, we're having sex or you're going home. Um, I had much more success, uh, but I didn't sit there and plot it with a diagram. Like, oh, I have the three traits. <clears throat> I know that if you're a dark triad man, you're going to do much better than Mr. Supplicant Nice Boy. I could tell you that, but that's a, that's a very low hurdle to jump. I mean, a lot of it, you know, these are concepts, guys. These are, these are concepts and, and they're, they're parables. They, they teach you a rule or a story or a, or a law to follow. Um, but we're not computer programs. We don't execute on software. <clears throat> we have independent thought. And women are also independent thought human beings. And there are some good rules and policies and guidelines to follow. But it's not going to result in her just showing up and magically, you know, being in a French maid outfit and like, how many times would you like to have sex tonight? It doesn't work that way. You have to be human. It's not just, oh, I do the three things and then I work out and then, then I get the girl. It's like, no, then you got to go talk to the girl and you have to realize she's not a fucking robot. She's not a thing. It's not a software. Although some of them certainly, are. oh, I like to travel too. Do you rescue dogs? OMG, we should totally get coffee. I like Hillary Clinton too. So Admittedly, there are some certainly NPC robotic characteristics, but <clears throat> deep down inside, there's a human, there's a girl, there's a personality, and you gotta go find out what it is. Oh, hey, funny, witty thing across the plate. No swing. Other funny, witty thing across the plate. Why would you say that? Never mind. Judd Grover, five bucks. Watch Western women don't deserve the protection of Western men and giving back to the community by Cappy. How about the West incentives? Civilizes men to care. Uh, in 
the, I should I should have a copy in the mail pretty soon. I ordered myself a copy. I got sad. I get Rich Cooper's book before I get my own damn book. Um, I talk. I, I've established very clearly that uh, female youth and beauty is what has powered the economy since time immemorial. It powers all animal kingdoms, all of it. You take away women, men aren't going to do anything. But it, it, women are the fuel, and it's not women. Female youth and beauty, specifically fertility, is the energy, the fuel that men run off of. And men are the economic engines that run on that fuel. And what we have done is we have taken away that fuel to where men are just like, why the fuck should I get up? And I, and I criticize men who are neat, so they stay at home, or they're like virgin towels as opposed to make towels, where it's like, fuck that, man, and they obsess about it. And this is what their life is. Instead of going on and getting on and living with life. I criticize what's like, I would spend my life much more differently. And I, as an homage to Rich Cooper in the last chapter, I do quote him and I pull a lesson about chasing excellence and not women. Uh, but well, you could knew how it goes. I'll tell you a story. I want to tell you a story now. Um, I, I can remember many times going and teaching a dance class. And I was always a good instructor. Frankly, I was the best dance instructor in my humble opinion. I love my competitors. They're good friends of mine. I have several competitors. And they're all good teachers. I was better. <laughs> Some would disagree. I was just on fire, man. I knew it. I had I had people dancing back doorways. They had no idea we were capable of. But if you thought I was a good teacher on an average day, you threw on some cute honeys in there. Boom! Like, it, it was like, Charisma plus 10, strength plus 10. A beautiful woman will, will increase your energy by at least 25% and will make you sharper. It'll make you more. It's like taking a steroid that not just affects your strength, but every, uh, every possible thing else. And if there were hot chicks, my dad, man, I was excited to go. I was happy. And, uh, I, you know, that's, that's what got men up. And that's, it is undeniable what drives the world around. But conventional thinking and Western philosophers and current zeitgeist and current uh, thought police, what's the narrative is that female beauty does not matter. And it is absolutely critical to the growth of a, of a nation, let alone global GDP, let alone the wealth of nations. And I, I've given up, obviously, as you, as you understand, because I look at it. And I'm all for independence and freedom. I, if anything, I, where you're living in interesting times, I'm kind of curious where this goes. Like, yeah, you get rid of female beauty. You get rid of women. I mean, they're still there. They're women. They're females. But they have no interest in family, men, and they all have their careers and their politics and all these other alternative gods or purposes of, of, of risen of living. I'm just kind of like, okay, let's see how that works. I, I would love to watch the egg freezing industry unfold. And I, I get a front row seat to this. Think about how interesting times we live in, gentlemen and ladies. We get to watch an entire sex kick their genetic programming to the curb in exchange for, what would it be, non-genetic conditioning, programming, brainwashing. Like, like they're kicking their operating system or they're replacing with a new one. It's like, okay, this is going to be a great train wreck to watch. I can't wait to see what happens. And for many other reasons, economic growth, at least in the United States, has been declining. 
Um, but one of, of, of the many reasons that is, I would say one of the main reasons is women have gotten fat and ugly. And without beautiful women, I mean, come on, look, you can see it. The guy's wife is fat. Does he look happy? Does he look energetic? Then you see the happy couple who maybe they're in their 50s or 60s, but the wife is in shape. You know, they're still having sex. He's got energy. He's happy. And <clears throat> it's so true and obviously true and just obvious, but it's so politically incorrect to state that. There's no, never been a better instance of the emperor has no clothes. Female youth and beauty or fertility, progeny, the procreation of the species is what keeps the species going on. Oh my God, crazy logic. <clears throat> and now it's like, how dare you? <laughs> how, dare, how dare you find female youth and beauty attractive? There's a new sheriff in town, and even though we've never had a working model where men were chasing after women, we're going to make it borderline illegal for you. To, and on top of it, we're going to make it so you don't even want to chase after us. Guys, get the book. The book. I'm going to put the book in the the book of numbers. I'll put it down there here. Okay. 21 reviews. How's my rank ranking today? Oh, take your time loading up, Internet. I got nowhere to be. 51,000th place. Awesome. That's paperback. What's Kindle? 51,000th place is, is very good, if you're wondering. Oh, Kindle's at 12,000. So that's even better. That's great. Man, everybody likes the Kindle. Kindle is really outselling the paperback. Uh, audio will be coming up, you know, in like a month, <laughs> depending on when ACX gets around to it. There we go. Um, yeah, if if uh, giving back to if you wanted men to be invested in society, then I I suggest that you uh, ask them what they want. And I'm not saying you have to give it to them. Okay, I, I I don't believe in this. Men are entitled to sex. I don't know where women got that idea. You men think you're entitled to sex. It's like I don't think any guy said that. But you basically say men want female youth and beauty. We've always wanted that. We want a loving woman. We want to have crazy, hot, greasy monkey sex. Uh, and, and we want, that's, that's what they want. That I'm going through my numbers and my books. That's where like 90% of men's time, effort, resources, and money goes is pursuing women. And we want hot, good-looking chicks. And that's what we want. And society can say, we accept that and we're going to act on it. Hey, you know, if you want men to stop being neats, maybe they got to have something to live for and fight for. <clears throat> you know, you want that man. Well, maybe you got to consider what he wants and maybe we should all lose weight and being overweight really isn't healthy for us anyway. Or you could say we acknowledge that, but we're consciously going to ignore it because it's more important that we lie to ourselves and avoid the labor and toil that would be required to be and deliver what men wanted. Plus, and you, you got to think about feminist philosophy. And I'm not even criticizing this. That is viewed as enslaving themselves to men. And, and you, I don't know if you knew this about feminism. It is to be independent of men in all regards, not just financially. Like I need my own job and the government understood. But they need to be independent of you in every aspect. Love, psychology, philosophy, sociology. <clears throat> if they even get weird, I'm sure they've gone to the granular level with intersectionality about gender and race or whatever roles that happens to play into it. Right. And that's 
usually where society, not usually, that is where society more or less has decided. Men want that? Screw them. All right? We're going to do this. Or maybe they even get to the question of asking, like, well, wait, should we ask what men want? That's not, I don't even think it's fair. It's very myopic. It's very self-focused. It really is solipsistic in that there is no consideration that there are other non-NPCs in the world, some of which happen to be men, and they have slightly different incentives and goals and and desires and wishes. And so since that's not being considered, that's never going to, you're not going to incentivize men to care. I mean, it, it's, it's even worse. You know, it's not just that you have men not caring. Men are scared shitless. Now, a lot of them are because they're weak and ain't got the balls to ask a girl out. All right. And I, uh, and whereas I understand that that's, you, you, sh- you should, every guy should go and get shot down. Absolutely. Every guy should. But kind of the, well, she, because she, I've known several guys where it's like a false rape accusation this far away. And another one was going to be a false uh, domestic violence. And if he didn't have his camera up, he would have been totally screwed. And you're kind of like, ooh, ooh. Best return on your investment, guys. Get that book, Book of Numbers. But no, you're not going to re-incentivize men to care. It's just not going to happen. This is why I focus on men doing their own thing and looking at their own stuff. And maybe the day comes along, and who knows, Gen Z or the generation after that, the women are like, this is bullshit. I want men, and I want a kid. It's a government check doesn't hug me back at night. The sociology degree is worthless or whatever. <clears throat> maybe they come back. Maybe they're like, okay, we want men. Okay, well. First step is everybody loses weight. Men too. What's up with Bitcoin? Overpriced or time to buy? I don't know. Bitcoin is so volatile and there's no way to uh, to value it. Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin now? Whoa! $24,000? Hello. Holy cow. That's a new, that's a new, is that an all-time record? I think it is. Yeah. I think that's a new all-time record. I'm glad I have Bitcoin. And I need all you socialists out there to keep voting to take away other people's money so they build up Bitcoin so they can shout, you know, get their money out of the country so you can't take it, so you can't steal it. I don't know, Evan. If I knew if it was time to buy, I'd be a billionaire. Uh, from Fox News. It seems the rules for how much to spend on an engagement ring aren't dead yet, at least to some. A woman reportedly returned her engagement ring to her partner because it didn't cost 10% of his salary. (laughs) I know it's gossipy. It's Fox News. It's like, all right, it's a little bit. It's in the lifestyle section. I get it. But it's like, I bet you Better Bachelor. I bet you Joker over Better Bachelor on YouTube, who you should all subscribe to, by the way. I bet you he's covering this one. Because it didn't cost 10% of his salary. They don't love you. They don't love you. I'm I'm sorry, guys. Looking at the numbers, true love is so rare. It is so rare. Which is ultimately, I know you're not you want sex, I know, but you'd ultimately like to have this nice, sweet girl that covers your six and is this wonderful woman <clears throat> who absolutely adores you and dotes on you and everything else and doesn't have another man's kid or an STD or a bunch of tattoos. I know that's what you'd all want, but even when it's like you propose to her. Here you go. I mean, here's it's if for three thousand bucks, uh, I think that's like ten pretty good strippers or or prostitutes or ladies of the evening, as I like to say. 
However, he allegedly makes enough that if he followed the 10% rule, which says he should spend one tenth of his salary on an engagement ring, he should have spent between 10 and 15,000. <laughs> I. <clears throat> the man posts about his dilemma on Reddit's Am I an a hole forum asking if he had done the wrong thing by spending only 3000 on the engagement ring for his fiance? See, and here you are asking the internet. You should just like, okay, I'll take that back. And uh, I now rescind my my proposition. In the post, he explained that while she he does make a sizable salary this year, has been somewhat challenging because he's been financially supporting his parents, sister, and nephew, who all had the COVID. He is also still supporting his sister who lost her job. To make matters worse, he said his job announced 150 people laid off. You don't think it'd be laid off. Initially, she was very happy with it until her mother, a jeweler, called it cheap. (laughs) Your mother-in-law is a jeweler. (laughs) She has since given it back to me and accused me of undervaluing her. Oh, wait. So there is a price. Gentlemen, do do you see this? What? Love, selflessness, altruism. God, I love you more than anything else in the world. It doesn't matter what ring you buy. Oh, no, it matters. Because, right, this isn't me saying this. This is her. She does have a finite financial price. She is willing to sell. You know, ladies, and I know we got some real women here. I think some feminists would also agree with this. You, if you want to be independent, you can't put a price on yourself. Now, I'm not saying you can't put a price on your time and get wages. Everybody's a whore in that regard. But when it comes to love and falling in love, like actually getting married to whoever, you can't now have the strings and the numbers and the dollars attached because then, well, yeah, you are a thing. Like you're you're giving up love. I guess you're not human. It has nothing to do with the price. It's the fact that there is a price for love, price for sex, fine. Price for labor, fine. Price for <clears throat> security detail protection, fine. Price for that soda, fine. I get it. It's, it's your time. What we're doing is trading the commodity of money for the commodity of time. What people make or do with it, it's not, not my judgment. But when you say, well, that's not love because you didn't pay me enough, I'm done. <laughs> She returned the ring. The man's partner is reporting refusing to talk to him. Her parents are accusing me of using her and treating her like cheap trash. <laughs> I've tried to explain my point of view, but they won't listen. They're demanding at least a 10% ring. Are you by chance Asian, dude? Like, and this is like one of those family things. You have insulted our family integrity. <clears throat> our daughter is worth more than that. She's worth at least three cows and five goats. Oh, God. What else we got here? Oh, let's go. Let's go. You know what? Let me take a break. I'll take a break. Let's take a break. I got one more. Not really article, but just we'll, uh, maybe we'll end it here pretty soon. Hang on.
Mango Bubbly. You guys like Bubbly? And they got Michael Bublé. He does the the commercial. That Mango Bubbly, is, it's pretty pricey. It's like an extra buck is like the LaCroix water. And so I always usually go with the LaCroix water. But if I'm feeling particularly rich, I'll go and afford the Bublé. But that mango, boy, that, that's quickly become my favorite. Caleb. <laughs> By the way, check out Caleb. He's got he's an artist. He does some comic books and he doesn't turn Star Lord gay. That couch will never be for sale. That is the most comfortable couch in the world. When I go away for winter to the Southern Command and the GF stays here, she sleeps on that couch. She doesn't sleep in the bed. That's how comfortable that couch is. That couch, I've had many O naps on that couch, many of sleeping nights on that couch. Um there's no way. And I will, I think the, the cushions need to be a little bit refurbished. But that is going to South Dakota. And um, I got, not to bore you guys with details, but I met with my builder and he says, okay, we got to figure out fireplaces. Um, and I said, okay, I want this fireplace that will separate you know, the dining area. It's an open floor concept. So I don't have like a dining room and then there's no walls. But the fireplace will kind of separate the living room from the dining room. And so I got one of these three glass or three-sided fireplaces to kind of see in and through um, and like that. And um, nothing pretty. It, it was actually quite affordable as far as uh, gas fireplaces go. Wood ones cost a lot more, apparently. So I had to like, well, okay, we'll go with gas. Um, so that was kind of the basic model. But then downstairs uh, in the walkout basement, I'm going to have uh, – kind of a gaming room. I would put my star Wars arcade game there. If I get the money, I'd like to buy a tabletop Pac-Man, an original one and that or a Galaga. And that's where it's going to be pricey. I'm sure I may, um, I may, um, uh, just get one of those tabletop games that has like a thousand different games on them in the meantime, because those are much cheaper. Um, but it would be nice to have the classical Pac-Man, the sit down Pac-Man or Space Invaders, or Galaga, or whatever. Uh, but then also downstairs, I'm going to put uh, another gas fireplace, but this one's going to be one of those fancy ones with, like, the broken glass. Those are pricey, and those are expensive. So I had to talk to my bill. I'm like, how are we on budget, you know? Like, I mean, I've had a pretty good quarter, but i got to pay taxes uh, first quarter. Um, I don't know how the book is going to sell. So I guess, uh, I hate, I don't want to be that bro. Like, yeah, bro, I did it. I got a new job. I'm getting a, at least in a car, like, which is the worst that you could do because then your employers know they got you. Then they treat you like shit because they know you got a, not only rent, but a car payment as well. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'd like to pay cash for this. <laughs> got my savings. and but, but there's this nice one. It's like the Crave 72, 72 inches long. Looks like this James Bond villain. Like, ah, oh, there we go. You know, Tim Allen. Oh, 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 oh. <clears throat> and then uh, then you look at, it's not the price. The price is, it's the installation. You're like, oh, geez. Ugh. Maybe I'll just have an ashtray and occasionally light a leaf for our fireplace then. I think that'd be much cheaper. But the couch. I'm putting that couch, whatever fireplace cheap or expensive I get, I'm putting it right there. I'm going to fall asleep. On that. I'm going to have a whole night of playing video games and Star Wars and Pac-Man. And then I'm just going to. And I'm going to leave here. Now, hear this out, guys. Tell me. All right. Now, if you're Gen X, you're going to love this. All right. Fireplace going, right? 
It's kicking off enough heat. World's most comfortable couch. Me just like so knocked out drool is coming out of my mouth. You get that pool of drool. We're talking pool of drool sleep. That's how knocked out you are. But then I have enough. Now, it's not going to be crazy. I'm not going to go overboard. I'm going to go with some just key ones. But I'm going to have all those video games plugged in. And you know how like kind of they go through their their program or their algorithm and Star Wars goes do 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 and then like Pac-Man it starts a pop 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 whoop and I'm going to have that as background noise like when you went to the roller rink back when in the 80s huh <clears throat> went to the arcade game and you had all the noises and the sounds I'm not going to have like hundreds of arcade games but I am going to have like three maybe four and just that's the background noise. I should record it. You know what I should do? I should record it and sell it on the internet. Like 80s video game background noise. So instead of like falling asleep to, to rain and, and, and thunderstorms or an, an ocean or a running street. Get yourself 80s video games. So no, the, you, you, the couch is not for sale. Should write a book on building a house. I'm sure someone else already has. I don't need to. I don't need to do that. All right, we're caught up on the super chats. Uh let me pull up. No, that's YouTube. Is the advertising here? Good morning, Corinthian. Oh, I got a. <clears throat> All right, the fragrance of game by Rick Aureliano. Look it up on Amazon.com. That's a historical account of game and how it's evolved over the past 20 years. Kind of interesting. The Path to Happiness, The Road to Freedom, makes a good Christmas book for a young man or woman who's trying to figure out their way in life, what's important in life. Heavily employs microeconomics to carry the individual reader thought-wise, step-by-step-by-step as to what's important in life and how not to piss away your life. Written by Michael Seacrest. Also, audiobook by uh, Kevin Sapp who's a uh, very good audio and then check Napier. He's all butthurt. He got sand in his vagina because I said, dude, I can't, I can't use your audio recording. He did a hell of a job though, uh, for gendernomics written by Carl. So if you want look up gendernomics paperback Kindle, and it's on gum roads. So if you want audio, you have to look up gendernomics gum road. I think Jack gets a percentage. He did a good job on that. He didn't do a bad job on mine. I was just like, nope, it, it's he he's he's Dutch. He's not English. He doesn't he didn't know key words. <clears throat> and you can also visit Jack at his podcast. Red Evening. Over on the YouTubes. Pirate Book Takedown. Go to Pirate Book Takedown if you want to have uh my buddy Doug. Basically have sites that are publishing your content for free and have it taken down. It's totally worth the money. This would be more for like serious authors or serious content creators. Uh, Once we got pushingrubberdownhill.com, the blog and the book, no longer the podcast written by Adam Piggott. Go to pushingrubberdownhill.com. That is a must read. It's a little late now to get for Christmas, uh, but that book, uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill, is an absolute must for most people, most young men. It's a man coming of age story in a modern day setting or, you know, 90s day by day cartoon.com. Go there. It's the first original conservative cartoon in the world uh, written by about the only guy I would actually say is my mentor and somebody I look up to Chris Muir. And if any of you young guys want to have wisdom, you go 
Well, don't contact Chris. Go to his website, daybydaycartoon.com. He, man, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. He, he, he kind of, well, you know, you all think I come out here kicking ass, swinging my dick, like, look at me, I'm Eric Clear. Woo, I know exactly what I'm doing. And I do because of trial and error. But then you get into new territory and new things. You're like, well, am I still swinging my dick around knowing what I'm doing? And then Chris is like, yeah, you do. I'm like, thanks. Thanks, Dad. It won't be Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <clears throat> but check him out, Day by Day Cartoon. Uh, you can go and become a Subscribe Star member if you like. Maybe I should do that. Should I just go for a walk in the cold and just suffer? I got a six-mile route that I run or walk. Maybe I'll just go walk it. Don't have to drive to Wisconsin. Go on the treadmill. Maybe I should suffer. How good suffering. Remind me of what I endured when I was younger. Although it's like balmy compared to the shit I went through. Oh, man, have I gotten so weak. I'm so pathetic and weak compared to my younger self. Like I would go out and minus 20. I remember snowboarding one time and driving past this dealership. And it said it was 25 degrees. I'm like, man, it's great and balmy. Now I'm like, whoa, 25 degrees. Hold on now. Hang on. Cappy's Latino blood is coming through, or Spaniard blood, I should say. But all you dumb Latinos are all like, ah, we paisan now. Hey, amigo. Like, I did. 18%. But uh, 60% Scandinavian. How do you explain that, huh? Huh? I should love the fucking snow and bad fish dishes. Not a fan of blondes, though. Like, I'm. I'm you know, the classic, they got them here in the, in, at least in Minnesota. They, you know, there's blue eyes, blonde hair, not necessarily big boobs, but I've never, I mean, like, well, yeah, of course I'd take a crack at that, but never like, oh my God, blondes. I, I like Chris Beckloff. I'm smarter than the average man. Redheads are the superior race, the ginger superior race. You give me a redhead with big tits and who's part of the 1099 superior race. Cappy in love. So in love. <clears throat> I do have a BitChute channel. It's bitchute.com slash Aaron Clary. Already promoted Better Bachelor. Uh, Turt Flingy Monkey, I've already promoted him on BitChute, but I also recommend you get his book, 13 Rules Not to Be a Cuck. You can find that on Amazon.com. Good introductory book to uh, Red Pill or Independent Thinking and Unplugging Yourself from the Matrix. I keep wanting to promote Sandman's browser. It just, it doesn't work. It doesn't, I'll put it in the room here, Sandman's browser. You guys go get the Brave browser under Sandman. He makes some money, he makes some digital currency. Um, but just check out Sandman's channel. He owes me a review. I'm still waiting on it. He paid money for it. Did you pay for him to say great things? No, I paid for a review. Like, I, that kind of upset me one time. It didn't upset me, but I was like, whoa, whoa, you, you got me all wrong. I wanted to pay, was it college insurrection or legal insurrection? One of the more sizable, reputable cla uh, uh, websites to review some book. Like, well, we can't take payment to review the book. I'm like, well, no, you, you, you could tell everyone the truth. I'm paying you for your time. I don't care if it's good or bad. Just, I want your review. And I'm, I'm obviously banking on the fact they'd like it and think, and they would give it a positive review, but I'm willing to accept the risk. They give me a bad review. 
we can't do that. That goes against our journal and ethics. I'm like, I don't And I'm like, no. Not everyone's like you, Cappy. What we got? Seven degrees is already freezing, man. Ask any Latino out there. Hey, you're about right. <laughs> you're about right because I'm I'm very fragile. I look at the motorcycle riding. Like, oh, it's a beautiful sunny day. I'm like, not for motorcycle riding. And I'm like, nope. But it's 65. I'm like, nope. We need like jackets and layers and plastic and like be very cold. <clears throat> Juan, uh, our buddy, follow Juan Cabrera over on Instagram. Follow him. He does pictures of all the people shitting in the streets in San Francisco because it's funny watching liberals fuck themselves over. Um, he had a picture of him wearing like this huge ass poofy Eskimo jacket. And he's in San Francisco. I'm like, how cold is it in San Francisco? Oh, dude, it got to like 52. I'm like, like yeah, it must be that fragile Latino tropical blood you got. And he laughed at that. Uh, bunkerbasics.com with bunker bob check that out if you're looking for a book the science of mastering women with linda gross you know what i'm going to download linda gross's pod. look at this i got dt i got the tommy's podcast i'm gonna to listen to linda gross as well maybe we'll just take a nice long walk nice calming walk rich cooper's book doesn't he's doing just fine sales wise without me that schmuck I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, we I took a screen. I went and looked at the rankings. It says, oh, your book is number one in the, the dating thing on Amazon. So I clicked on it, and I wasn't number one. Rich Cooper's physical book was number one. My Kindle copy was number two, and then his Kindle version was number three. Like, God damn it, Rich. <sighs> it's, uh, it's good to see Rich's book selling so well. That's good to see that. Um, yeah, I walk. Maybe I walk six miles and just read this book. Is that possible? Nice meditative walking. Forward. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Holy sub chapters, Batman. He's got one, two, three, four. 15 chapters, but within that are like, gosh, six, seven, eight sub chapters. He was very meticulous. Rich, this is uh this is some serious work here. No longer, no wonder it took you like eight years to finish this book. Holy cow. Somebody send this to Rich Cooper. <laughs> anyway, Linda Gross, the science of mastering women. She also has a podcast. What you want to download today? I'm just gonna walk. I'm gonna go. Cappy gonna go for a walk. Sit and meditate. <clears throat> Oh, if you'd like to help out the show or me, olderbrother.com slash donate. Three ways you can help out. If you go to olderbrother.com slash donate, there are three links. One is the PayPal link where you don't get anything. You just, you want to give me money. I'm a hot chick with big tits and I'm redhead. And you're like, oh, I give her money. So maybe someday she says, hi, or likes my comment. All right. If you want me to feel like a hot chick on the internet, just go donate some money. Vime is overclamped. So there's that. Uh, then there's subscribestar.com slash Aaron Clary. I don't think there's a dash. That's the second link. Um, for a, two bucks a month, I think it is. That's the minimum donation. 
Subscribestar allows, you get access to all the behind the curtains, behind the paywall uh, content I put up, which is predominantly the uh, road trip podcast. Mary Jo's pinup, of course. I should contact her. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We'll find out. She's busy. I know a lot of you aren't a big fan of hers, but she she works hard and she weaseled in like an illegal alien and found a soft spot. I mean, like like a burrowing heartworm. Need more. Boom. There we go. She might actually comply. <clears throat> By the way, if you're a pretty girl too, you may always send in PG 13. No Pono. Can't do Pono because you get kicked off. But if you want to like help out the troops and, you know, hey, you want to pretty up the place? We are always happy to take pictures of cute gals, doll of bikini shirt. Heck, one gal just put on a nice 1950s dress. That was like the most beautiful thing ever. Any gals want to be gals, go ahead. I got that there. Oh, and then uh, also at olderbrother.com slash donate, there is the Amazon link. That's the third link, and that's the best way to help out the old captain. All you have to do is go to olderbrother.com slash donate and click on the Amazon link and then do your shopping. Do not go to amazon.com first and then do your shopping. Go to olderbrother.com slash donate. Click on the Amazon banner. Got a burp. There it goes. And then just do your, all your Amazon shopping online there. I get a 4 to 5% commission or cut. That's still very fair of Jeff Bezos, even though his wife took half his money and then pissed it all away on worthless charities that aren't going to cure anybody. <laughs> I'm going to help with that. Dude, Cla- Melinda? No, what's not? What's That's Melinda Gates. Who am I thinking of? <clears throat> what's Bezos' ex? To a epitome white woman with other person's money. Don't worry, I'm here, black people and Hispanic people and poor people. Look, here's some other, go now, be free. I've saved the problem. White woman's job is done now. Have you white women ever managed to get anyone out of poverty? Have you ever actually managed to help somebody of a different race or class? All this purported bullshit, like all your worthless social work crap that's been going on for 60 years and the trillions of We've given you trillions of dollars, ladies, and you still can't close the wage gap between our fellow black man and our fellow white man. And I'd be arguing, but I'm just a crazy economist. Why the fuck are we trying to close the wage gap between blacks and whites? You know what? We all ought to be closing in on motherfuckers. And no, no, like, oh, we want to wipe them out. We want to become like them. We should all be closing the gaps between everybody and Asians. Or Ashkenazi Jews, as we have a San Franciscan Ashkenazi Jew agent in the field. I don't know why we're settling for second slash third best. I don't know why. Whites are not the number one income earners. They're not. We should all be looking and studying, hey, what do the Asians do? Well, they do X, Y, and Z. Well, let's do that. Oh, but that's right. I forgot. It's never been about helping out minorities or poor people. It's about you feeling good because you're a spoiled white little suburbanite princess. And that's all you all are. Anyway, if you want to make a white guy a little bit wealthier, uh, straight, by the way. Not Christian, though, so I don't really know if I get that quadruple trifecta going on. 
You can go to olderbrother.com slash donate, click on the Amazon banner, do all your online shopping there, and 100% of the proceeds go to pretty well off to do white middle-income bachelors, not in need. The money goes to buy video games, classic Pac-Man video games, and septic tanks. Don't forget septic tanks. <clears throat> I should really do the numbers on that, but I think we are like $2,000 into a $7,500 project. Hey, we got everything. Oh, non-communist science fiction. If you want to go to uh, get a book and read science fiction, but you don't like communism in your science fiction, go to noncommunistsciencefiction.com. And then academiccomposition.com. Go to academiccomposition.com and have Alex and his team of writing staff write your papers for it. I hope business is booming for him with everyone being online. Say, so like, you ain't going to check my penmanship. Like, yeah, I wrote it. And if you're looking to work, Alex is always hiring. He's always hiring marketers and writers. So you can write papers or you can market his services. All can be done from home. Academiccomposition.com. Let them know that the captain sent you. <clears throat> Do you accept Brave EDT? Oh, the, the cryptocurrency. No, I don't. I'm, I'm not against it. It's just, it's a pain in the ass to use cryptocurrency. I, look, I love cryptocurrency. I'm all for it. It is a pain in the ass to use. Um, so, uh, someday maybe I will, I don't know. I got other things going on. Plus I do have a position in Bitcoin, so I don't have to worry about my cryptocurrency position. I did buy silver. I bought way more ammo than I thought I did over the years. I'm like, Oh, I better ammo up and put all the bullets in the magazines and get ready in case some fucking assholes decide they're going to ride in my neighborhood. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, I don't know if I got enough ammo. I'm like, Oh, I forgot this crate. Oh yeah. We're good to go. <laughs> we're set. Never mind. Maybe I could sell it. Jacked up prices. Um, one of these days I will get the cryptocurrency donation button going on. <clears throat> All right. We got that. We got that. Unable to process the order. What the fuck? Is this spam? Oh, it is spam. <laughs> Nonroastingbread.com. Oh, okay. All right. Payment declined. Hello. <laughs> All right. Caught up on that. Um, let's go through. This is just cleaning it out, guys. We're cleaning out the emails. <clears throat> All right. This guy needs to be reminded I don't work for free. Okay, Sir McClain. Aaron, thought I would give you a little update on how things are going since your services really paid off. I recently entered into a master's in accountancy program at Indiana University, a.k.a. the Kelly School of Business. Oh, my goodness, the Kelly School of Business? I bet you nobody outside Indiana even knows what that school is. Since being accepted and completing my first two courses, I already have two consulting internships at large public accounting firms and a busy student audit internship at one of the big four. Well, it's like majoring in something people want leads to jobs. Transaction. 
I, I'm not going to read it because it will identify where you're going. <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm reluctant to, to read this simply because it'll identify the big four place you're working at. But you work at a place that has a very unique group or division. The program is a little different than the traditional master's program. I took three courses as part of a certificate through edX and Indiana's partnership program. Yes. You apply for the online program and the normal master's program that is normally in-person only. You apply like every other graduate program and are officially a student at an accredited university with a 90% placement in the big four. The entire cost of the program is $21,000 as long as you get all the quizzes and tests done before the last day of the semester. You can get credit. There you Look at that. Twenty-one grand for a master's. The edX site seems to have a lot of STEM graduates degrees offered online for insanely discounted tuition compared to on-campus options. I'll leave a link for you to check it out and maybe recommend it to some future students. <clears throat> All right, I'm, I'm clicking on the edX master's program because you guys are all a bunch of idiots without your master's programs. There you go. Cool, we can delete his request. This worthwhile pursuit. Oh, do I have to update him? No, it's only two days. We're good to go. <clears throat> All right. They didn't get man, this guy didn't get back to me. Everybody check your spam mail. We're gonna reform retirement plans. This is a nice guy. Um, from Mark, he's giving me some information about where to travel. Scott got the permanent portfolio. We can archive that. I just like having a clean blank slate email inbox. <laughs> Don't mind paying it before. I'm not ready. <laughs> I had a rich kid who had mom and dad <clears throat> pay for everything. Um, and uh, athlete and all that. I said, yeah, it's going to be 400 bucks. And he's like, that's too pricey. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, a young lady sent me payment. This guy got his. I can archive this. We took care of Sam. We can archive this. I always archive the emails. Yeah, Aaron didn't make me happy. I'm like, here's an email that said you did make me. I did make you happy. And here is a Spurg that sent a. Email to everyone. I could put that. Victor Borgo Lafroig. Seems interesting. <clears throat> hey, Aaron, my parents introduced me to Victor Borga, not Victor Borge, Mr. Napier, who I thoroughly enjoyed. I was with my now ex-wife cleaning out my parents' stuff after they passed. 
Uh, I came across an old Victor Borga VHS and plugged it into the folks player for one last time before donating all the old tech. My ex didn't enjoy it at all. Yes. I've had this happen. Women who don't like Victor Borga are wrong. Just get rid of them. That is like, just get rid of them. If you don't like Victor Borga, there's something wrong with you. Maybe this should be a vetting criteria. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I showed girls my Victor Borga DVD and they're like, I don't get it. I'm like, you're not fun and you're not smart. It's the fun, smart test. Victor Borga. Those of you who don't know Victor, look him up. You can find his stuff on the internet pretty much for free, but it's worth buying some of his DVDs uh, for, you know, the best of. Uh, In my teens, I dumped a girl after taking her to see the stunt man. If I recall, the plot was a little more cerebral than typical. And I thought she's a dumb one. I felt a little guilty about that later, especially since I didn't close the deal. I haven't seen the movie since, so maybe I was the dumb one. Who knows? On the flip side, <clears throat> on my first date with my sperm jacking first ex-wife, first ex-wife, book called The Return of, no- I'm sorry, The Book of Numbers, Analyze the Return on Investment of the Pursuit of Women. <sighs> Paperback can all- uh, To go see Clockwork Orange, horrible, horrible film. I was unfamiliar with the plot line and was listening to reviews. You'll probably agree, not a good first date movie. No. She just agreed with me and parroted my positive review, but no insights or comments of her own. At 20, I was too self-conscious to further discuss, but should have realized anything other than a gold digger would have either would have either had intelligent feedback or scorn for an inappropriate movie choice. Just noodling, but maybe a movie might be a useful vetting tool to weed out particular character traits. Yeah, um, let's just go with some classics, some basic ones. Die Hard, okay, Casablanca. Kelly's Heroes, she it's not that she likes it, but she understands it. The Great Escape. Um, I I would desperately like to throw in Tropic Thunder in there, but most women are not going to like that. Even good women are not going to like it, but use Tropic Thunder because a girl's like laughing her ass off, that's a keeper. If a girl loves Tropic Thunder, holy shit. Uh, matter of fact, send her to me, and I'll take care of her for you. <clears throat> Victor Borga would be another thing to consider by the way one of my all-time favorite oh i'm sorry i dated a gorgeous nurse who was dumb as a plank i think i lasted three months before lack of conversations other than whether or get naked bored me by the way one of my all-time favorites is midnight run which i hear you mentioned it's, it's probably my third favorite movie not much of a gordon uh, groden fan but he's shown in that one de niro's idiocy with his politics has tempered my opinion of him look <laughs> De Niro's an actor. He's not a political analyst. And even political analysts aren't things. De Niro's a good actor. That's it. Apparently, I'm a good ballroom dance instructor, motorcycler, podcaster. I'm, I'm not a great economist. I'm not paid enough for it. I guess those who equate fame with intelligence should also be a tell. My daughter is a script writer. Well, I'm terribly sorry. She chose this to get as far from loopy talent as possible. I like Smokey and Petey, but I wasn't huge on Lefroy. I lean more towards towards Legouvelin. Love the 16, like the price of eight. My friend whose palate leans in the direction counts Ardbeg Oogadol as the pinnacle and affordable libations in this direction. Uh, lately, I'm leaning towards Mellower Oban 14 and Dalwini 15, Talisker 10. I'm not um I'm not that big of a scotch guy. If I do scotch, it's um it's it's uh, Lafroy 10 because it's, I just want that punch. I want, if I'm going to have scotch, I'm going to have scotch. 
not going to have a Johnny Walker ask, oh, it's kind of smoky. Hey, ooh, do you see the swirl of the water? Yeah, 28-year-old Mr. Just Discovered Scotch. I did. Uh, my favorite in that vein is the Talisker 18, probably because I won, won it in a bet and he had to import it from the UK. Still looking for that schnapps. Mike, yeah, it's called Rumplemints. I don't know if you're in Canada, you may not have it. Um, God, did I catch up with it? Oh, look at that. Oh, ho, ho. and the endorphin dumpings have happened. And now I feel good and accomplished and cleaned and not debauched because my. Oh, let's do this. 8 p.m. I got to give him more than a day and a half. Man, I was on top of things. I was on top of things. I'm going to save that. Oh, we got the junk mail. That's spam. That's spam. Prince Dynastamir. How the hell did this guy get into my email? I guess a lot of people have. Uh, Spectre Services. Hey, do you want Spectre Services? No, I don't. Put that in the not junk pile. That's junk pile. Oh, boy, guys, we're cleaning up the email. <laughs> Naden S. Tombstone is a great movie. It is a great movie. I should watch it again. Uh, women must also save the fur babies, too, Cappy. Yes, yes. Uh, when I did the 900 dating profiles, I went through 900 dating profiles. It is shocking how many women are fur mamas to fur babies and belong to fur rescue. Um. Should I tell him the truth, guys? Should I? Should I? Should I? Should I piss into the hurricane? Ladies, a dog is not a substitute for a husband or children. You think anyone will listen? I can't wait to get Operation. Whoa! Come on, zoom back in, zoom back out. Whoa! Come on, there we go. Um, I can't wait to get to Operation Evil. I need a big long break. I'm gonna take a nice big long break especially after tax season. <clears throat> but I, uh, look, we can't tell them the truth. They're not, they're not. I'm, I'm trying to think of what it's like. It's like, it goes so against their biology and their current programming, societal programming. You're, you're just as likely to tell this box of matches to sprout wings and fly and become an ostrich. It's just not going to happen. And so I, I mean, I say it for posterity's sake, but it's not good. There's no, there's no audience. So it's like the, the, if the tree falls in the woods, but no one's around to hear it, doesn't make a noise. It's kind of like that. If I tell women the truth, but no women listen to it, does it really matter? I'd say, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't because it didn't affect change in the real world. It made nobody else. Happy. Are you saying men and children are the one thing to make me happy in life? Yes. Cause I don't know what else would. Wrote an article called, If Not Men, Then What? Because I'm fully admitting that women are the number one things in men's life because I'm not an idiot. I'm not so arrogant to be a feminist. Like, we don't need no man. It's like, well, yeah, we've been kind of programming conditioned to want women. I'm not that, you know, I, I critically and stoically assess that women predominantly don't want to have anything to do with about 90, if not 85% of you. They're only selling for the top notch. But I accept that. I don't like it. 
but I accept that reality. Gals, you, you, you are so addicted to lies. It's so on a belief that your career and your edu- and that there's more to life than the love of others. Have fun with that life. Have fun. You know, I, I like it when my nieces see me. Uncle Aaron! It's like winning. Yes. Got him. Got him for six more years until they hit puberty and then not going to have anything to do with you. I got them now. I got them when they're nice. They're little girls. Let me tell you why little girls are better than little boys. I'm going to tell you why little girls. You guys, what? No way. No, I'm going to hear me out. What I like about the little rugrats, the female persuasion. And I don't hate uh, uh, nephews either. I don't hate little boys. They're, they're great. But here's what's cool about little girls. They they haven't hit puberty. Once they hit puberty, it's over. You got to return them back to the library. It's over. You're, you you've you've had your time with them is done now. But what I love about little girls is they're still little kids, so they're like little boys. Okay. Do you want to play baseball? Yeah. Do you want to get ice cream? Yeah. You want to go throw rocks in the lake? Yeah. You want to go play in the mud? Yeah. They're, so they're, they're just like little boys. <clears throat> they're little tomboys. They'll do everything boys do. But then deep down inside, no matter how much it pisses you Nazi feminists off, they're genetically programmed to be girls. And that that's an added thing, uh, trait to them. They're very girly. Now, they'll go play in the mud and play baseball and drive around in a truck, and they'll try and do the armpit fight. So there's still the tomboy boy there. But then you go down there, and they got their dresses on. Hi, Uncle Aaron. Like, hey, well, my goodness, Geronimo, you look pretty today. And she smiles, and she gets all bashful. And it's just nice to see females. Just nice to see female behavior, girly behavior. <clears throat> they like wearing their dresses. They play dollhouse. I don't really play dollhouse with them. Hey, you want to play doll? I don't know. Talk to your aunt. Talk to your ma. Not me. <laughs> you want to go ride in the truck? No, you're in your dress. All right. Well, we'll, we'll wait till you, you kick into the boy. And then uh, sometimes Ken. <laughs> I don't know. They got bungee cords. And uh, Ilsa is the girl from Frozen. And then there's, I think, regular Barbie. It was two blonde dolls they got. And they're bungee cord around the table legs. I'm looking. I'm like, why are they being held captive? Like, oh, Ken kidnapped him. I'm like, oh, Ken kid. He's like, but it's all right. Batman will save him. They have a Batman uh, doll. So it's all right. Batman saved him. I'm like, come on. You're not going to get that from guys. You're not going to get that. from. It is just so precious to see these little girls be little girls before you Nazi concentration camp feminist fucks grab them and destroy their lives and make them men. It's just nice to see little girls being little girls. And they do their weird girl. They put on plays. No boys put on plays. <clears throat> Uncle Aaron, would you like tea? Yes, I would like tea. There's no tea, by the way. They have a little kitchenette area, and they grab imaginary tea and pour. Oh my God, this is amazing tea! And they're like, and they're all excited, and that's gonna be gone once you fucking weapons grade Kwantaha assholes and Kwantahahas over in the public schools get your hands on, and then you're gonna ruin them. And I absolutely love the nephews. There's nothing, but I've been there. I was a. I, 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 but then it, there's just this 
charm, this wonderful thing of seeing little girls being happy they're girls. Unlike most of you feminists who apparently hate femininity and hate being women. It, it just, especially like when they put you just, just Geronimo's face. Cause she's more of the bashful one. Like you look very pretty Geronimo. And she's you know, all her cheeks rose up. Like it, it's just a little piece of shit. It's awesome. <clears throat> but Hey, you gals go save the Furby. Don't, don't dress up. Don't be feminine. Don't put on no heels. Don't do your hair. Cut your hair short. Be like boomer women. Cut your hair short. Postmenopausal. Fuck your husband. What? Just, just see what happens and how happy you are. <laughs> I rescued another piece of shit dog that illegal immigrants just left out in the desert. Oh. Gun Act one five six. New guy, I think. Five bucks. Dang scene is terrible where I live. Vegas. Interesting. Uh, they should invent a pill that makes you lose all sexual attraction. I'd be way more productive. It's a choice, man. Now, look, I'm, again, I'm not a MGTOW, okay? I'm ghost. I'm like all for men doing their own thing. But in the modern-day parlance or meaning of MGTOW, I'm not that. But why don't you just jerk off to porn and get off to work? Or if you're in Vegas, my God, I mean, go go get your satiation uh, the next county line over or something. Um, <clears throat> that's the town to do it. I don't know how COVID has an effect on the markets, but I imagine market rates must be lower. There's not as much tourism, right? I mean, I'm for saving money where you can because I'm an economist, but you get 50% off of a girl. Maybe it's worth a girlfriend. Maybe you just want a nice, uh, if you, I was going back to Japanese history, geisha girls, which has a negative connotation, but what you may not have known about geisha girls is they were not just a cute set of tits to bring into a party. They were also classically educated in things like politics, philosophy, so that they could comport themselves uh, within higher classes of society or just socializing. They weren't just arm candy. Maybe there's some geisha gals out there who are capable of talking about modern day events or philosophy. So if you bring her to a party, be like, wow, that gal was really great. You should bring her around. Well, not at those hourly prices, but it was fun while it lasted, huh, guys? She was a real great conversation. She was intelligent. We're caught up. I think we're caught up. One final thing. It's from... Bear mom, agent in the field. Major trigger warning. I know I'm not going to win any friends with this post, but I'm just being honest. I'm Christmas shopping on Victoria's Secrets for my teenage daughters looking for cute workout clothes for them. And all, not some, all of their models are fat and unattractive. I don't care if you think I sound like a jerk, but this makes me not want to buy any of the clothes. This is why we stopped shopping, me and the GF. What was it, Yandy? I have a rule. I understand fat women want to make believe that they're sexy. Go ahead. You know, men jerk off to porn. They fantasize they're fucking a hot chick. You can imagine you're saying, whatever. World of lies. <clears throat> and I also understand that, well, to sell clothes, you should advertise towards fat people because, well, most of you are all fat. 70% of you are fat. Male and female, by the way. Um... So I'm not necessarily against this, but I have a, where it's like, okay, you can have it, but like it's lingerie. It's supposed to be sexy. That's the whole premise. And it's like, when I see a fat chicken lingerie, I'm like, no, I'm done. It just killed me. It's just like, yeah, let's get something sexy from the GM. Let's, uh, look at that. That's it. Oh, and I'm like, I don't feel like buying anything else. 
so it was Yandy. Yandy was great. They were like that. And then, uh, and then it just like spread. There's another lingerie site, uh, the name of which escapes me now because I'm not kidding. The, the fat women, I was just like, I'm not buying. Nope. I, I just don't. I mean, it's just like, I don't even want to wince or get pissed off or angry. It's like, yeah, I'm sure that maybe eight out of the 10 are going to be hot and something I might want to like, oh, yeah, it looks like a cute. And then there's always like a turd in the punch bowl, the needle off a record, the fart in the church, the pot smoker in the movie theater. I don't care if I sound like a jerk, but this makes me not want to buy any of their clothes. I'm not exaggerating when I say my daughters are way better looking than the girls modeling the clothing. And this is just, and it's just hard for me to picture either of them in these outfits with these skinny fat blubber pods modeling the clothes. I can't tell what the clothes would actually look like on people without roles. Yeah. And she's posting pictures and it's women that are fat and they're overweight. Oh, by the way, no white women, none. We all have to have minority because white women are not 60% of the female population in this country. I think it's actually like 65. If you didn't know, white people are still the majority of this country. I know on advertising, you think there are no white people, but this is all we be woke now. And I, I'm also like, well, I'll t- let me tell you a story from long ago. In the olden times, in the before times, let's say you went to a black neighborhood. Let's say you went to Detroit. I'd spent summers in Michigan with my dad. We would we would go into Detroit every once in a while. <clears throat> Logically, because the majority of people were black, the majority of advertisements were black. On the big billboards, when you could advertise cigarette smoking, except instead of like cool 30-something boomers, like Newport cigarettes on a boat, it was or white uh, boomer uh, Newport smokers on a boat, it was black. Baby boomer, 30-something Newport smokers on a yacht or on a train or whatever else. And, and the booze was the same thing. He said, hey, most of the people here, it's crazy marketing, I know. Not all of you have an MBA from the e. Carlson School of Management. <clears throat> but you see, if you're in a Latino neighborhood, maybe the majority of your advertising should display Latinos. Oh, you can have the occasional black guy or the occasional Asian or the occasional white guy. But, you know, if you're in, I'm trying to think what's a, <clears throat> Latino area of LA. Oh, I know LA. <laughs> you would. Oh yeah. We're in a Latino part of town. There's Latinos. You go to Rhode Island. Oh, I get, I should expect a bunch of pasty white folk uh, for the advertising. Oh no, we don't do that. No, it's all, it's so woke, which is so woke. So not only is it like, well, we're just going to like ignore two thirds of the population. But we're going to make it fit. <laughs> I, but you know what? They're selling to women and women just want to, oh my God, I'm such a good person. I'm so woke. I'm so woke. I'm so woke. I'll buy it because it's got fat chicks. <laughs> Blubber bods modeling the clothes. I can't tell what the clothes would actually look like on people without rolls. It makes the outfits look like shitty Walmart clothes, regardless of whatever the quality might be. Do you think I'm going to buy $70 leggings when the photos are this unimpressive? Really? Can we stop with this ridiculous body positivity bullshit? I know, I know, I'm the worst person ever. Oh, gosh. And then she shows this ugly, ugh. Britain scraps woke, unconscious, literally no impulse. Oh, well, that's some good news. Maybe I'll... By the way, diversity is not our strength. Excellence is our strength, if you're wondering. It always will be. 
So that was from my agent in the field. Um, it's kind of sad when lingerie went away. Any more super chats? One more here. Juando for two euros. What's your 23 and me breakdown? Can you drop N words? No, I can't. I can't. Um, I'm 18% Spaniard. 60% Scandinavian. I'm nothing what my parents said I was. And I think I figured it out because the Vikings basically came in uh, in the 800s, the thousands, and fucked everybody, especially the British Isles, including Ireland. So you could be original Celtic, Irish, but, I mean, the, the, the uh, Vikings had entire towns. Dublin was founded by Vikings. So it's not surprising that a fair amount of the Irish are, in fact, Scandinavian. <clears throat> and so that's what, that's as best as we give. So in that sense, technically, my parents were right. We, you're like, you're 75% Irish. I'm like, I am? I'm like, okay. St. Patrick's Day, yay. Then I find out technically Marcus Brown is more Irish than me. And by the way, you know who Marcus Brown is. He's a black dude from Chicago. He's 13% Irish. I'm only 7% Irish. I'm like, I don't know St. Patrick's Day. I got Scandinavian bend over, let the immigrants fuck us fest. I don't know. What are we celebrating in Norway? Yay, we got oil, but not a lot of people and snow and caribou fest. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> but it was via Ireland. So that's where the Clary name comes. But genetically not Irish. Uh, and what? Uh, there was like a little Central Europe Jewish thing in this. So that, that's where my grandma came from, obviously. Uh, and then a potpourri of little piddly crap here and there. Uh, there was German or Prussian or whatever. Uh, but most of it, I mean, the lion's share was Spaniard. That was a shock. I'm like, whoa, what the hell? I like to think there was some swashbuckling pirate that came in and had his way with a woman. And, and she's like, oh, Captain Jack Clary. I am a darling. You see, we must have the procreations so that down 300, 400 years from now, you'll have both Aaron fucking Clary. And trust me, mate, you will want to make an accord with him. <clears throat> but I don't think that was what happened. Who knows? Maybe, maybe back somewhere there's pirate Cappy, huh? Or Caparito, or whatever the Spanish name would be. Because I obviously the Irish name took over. But yeah, so I'm Spanish and Scandinavian, mostly via Ireland, and there's a little bit of Jew and German in there, and then a bunch of other crap. No brother, no, uh, no uh, blood from the brothers or the sisters on that one. So I cannot cut the joke. Can you cut the uh, the Jew jokes. There's been enough Latinos like, hey, you're one of us. I'm like, nah, not really, because I'd have to have like part of Mesoamerican blood in me. I'm not Latino. Yeah, you got the Portuguese. Hey, we Paisan now. I'm like, what? Don't the Portuguese and the Spanish hate each other? Uh, James Martin, five bucks. Do you ever think they'll have chubby male models, or do you think feminists want to have their cake and eat it too? Um, <clears throat> I don't think that'll ever happen. Because men are not obsessed about themselves. I, I really don't think so. Um, it is a cult. It, it's an obsession. I would say it's pushing a mental illness uh, where women are just so encaptured and enthralled with themselves about female beauty. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm bored. Like the last thing I want to talk about is me. 
The only reason I talk about me is to get it out. And then I go out on my, you know, people like, you know, hey, how was your day? I want to know other things about it. I want to hang out with other people. If I like myself, I'd be Chris Backlove and just stay by myself all the time. Ha, 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 kidding, Chris. Everybody go check out Chris Backlove. <clears throat> but um, I, I mean, I went over scores, maybe even hundreds of, of polling and research guys. And I, I could stand back and pretty accurately say women are obsessed with themselves in this country. Uh, they have nothing else. They've been programmed to have nothing else but themselves. And so it will get nowhere near, like, we'll always bust each other's balls. Like, what's that fat fuck doing? I don't want to see. Now, I understand, like, um, big and tall. If you guys didn't know, um, John Goodman, before he became John Goodman, he was a big and tall model. And there's a place for that, you know, football players and sometimes just guys big and tall and it's hard to find clothing. So, but it wasn't showcased. We still showcase Tom Brady or the thunder from down under, or, you know, you George Clooney's, but men do not have their heads so far up their asses and derive value from themselves. They're not so masturbatory that they're like, Oh my God, we need to celebrate men. Think how stupid that sounds. Oh my God, we need to celebrate men. Our right brother. Oh my goodness. Let's, let's, Let's have meetings and seminars about being, if just think, spin the wheel of all the careers and professions in the world and, and then just add mail to it. So we spin the wheel. Gas station attendance. So we're having a seminar in Vegas about what it's like being a male gas station attendant in a female-dominated society. Okay, spin it again. Shoe repair guy. Male shoe repairman. We need to know how you're suffering. Like, I got, men got more important shit to do. We do. We just got more important shit to do than to look at our fucking genitalia all day and celebrate it. I mean, it's just dumb. It's just, you know, international dick day. I got a penis and I'm special because of it. I'm only like half the population. I did nothing to earn my penis, but we're going to celebrate penis day anyway. I mean, if you step back and look at it, I mean, like international women's, that's the dumbest fucking shit. You know, uh, you could even argue St. Patrick's Day. It's an excuse to drink. Uh... <clears throat> what's the Latino version of that? Uh, Cinco de Mayo. It's an excuse to drink. But any people like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm Latino, I'm Irish, oh my God. That's that's squarely divided along the lines of the sexes and the gender. I I don't care I'm male. I mean, I'm male, I care that I'm male. Like, hey, uh, you know, I, like, I like boobies, I like girls. But honest to God, I don't wake up, how does the world view me as a male? Unless they're like telling me I'm, unconsciously sexist or racist in which case like fuck off but like i got more important shit to worry about in the daytime like as a man you will never hear me start a sentence as a white male because it doesn't matter if you're a fucking worthless person i mean a truly worthless brainwashed person you will lead a statement with as a blank blank and you'll list two traits or maybe three as a as a gay Asian female. What the fuck does that have anything to do with your thoughts? Fuck you. Oh, it almost tells me what you're going to say after that statement means nothing because you didn't think. 
And it's sad because you define yourself and all your thoughts has to be filtered through things you were born with. Well, why would I want to talk to you? That's not interesting or exciting. Let me guess. It's all going to derive to, to gender. It's always going to go back to gender or race or whatever trait you're, you're talking about. What the fuck do I care then? You obviously didn't think. You didn't have an independent thought. You're, you're, in that case, you're an NPC. As a bisexual, African-American, non-gender, I just, and I just don't care what you say after that because you've already precluded yourself from the concept of introducing genuine intellectual, let alone independent thought. <clears throat> What's sad, you may have an independent thought that would be contributory to like the advancement of a conversation or advancing intellectual progress within our understanding. All right. But you've already tuned out. People who are like, Oh, okay. It's going to be about traits they were born with. And I don't have time for that woke diversity bullshit. I need critical thinking and actual intellectual thought. It's also ultimately self insulting. As a woman, I like, don't you have value outside of things you were born with? Isn't that the whole point? I want to know what you think. Not what your vagina makes you think. Nah. <laughs> Judd Grover, two bucks. I cannot see men encouraging you saying, you go guy. No. You can't. You can't see. It. You're brave and amazing. Like, your fucking dick in your penis is small. <laughs> yeah, I said hi to your mother last night. Yeah, that's how men. That's how men. Hey, your sister, she's growing up, ain't she? It's... <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> boop, 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 boop. All right, that's it. Let's read the great and merciful Corona Chan prayer because I forgot to read it the last time. <clears throat> Bow your heads in prayer. Dear great and merciful Corona Chan, thank you for your non-sentient and zero fucks given truth. The teeth and threats that have been missing so much in the real world that are yet necessary for us to value life, acknowledge truth, and love our fellow man. May your nature continue to expose the evil and parasitic among us, the lazy and those that put themselves above all others, our slave masters who have kept us enslaved, teachers who can be replaced by YouTube, and the stupid and unprepared who arrive for toilet paper when there is none. Bless us, O oh great Corona Chan, and reward us, specifically those of us who are smart enough to have a one-month supply of toilet paper and who stocked up on 556 ammo as a matter of basic insurance policy. And may thine blessing come in the form of lower asset prices, less boomers, less traffic, cheap gas, and near-free airline flights. In thy name, Wuhan, Wuhan, amen. Any more super chats? No, there's not. All right, everyone, go buy the book, The Book of Numbers, Analyze the ROI of the Pursuit of Women. And then, after that, then go get Rich's book. Then, second to that, then you get All right, we'll see you guys later. Toodles.